Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Brand new MMA Roasted Podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter. I'm here with T-Rex. What up? Jake Ellenberger's running a little late. He's doing a, a charity event. Uh, I just got back from, from New York a couple days ago. Nice. I did live at Gotham. That was, that was or Gotham, is Goth, Gotham Comedy Live now, it's called. It's not Live at Gotham anymore? No, it's called Gotham Comedy Live. I, thought, I was telling everyone it was Live at Gotham. It was, That's what it used to be called. Yeah, it used to be called Live at Gotham. Yeah. Uh, it was good. It was actually, it's, it's crazy because it's live, it's like the air. Right. So if somebody heckles, that's, everyone's going to yeah, see that. Exactly. You know? uh, but I was, I, was, I was stoked. I had a really good time. Um, I, you know, I had a, I had a, I was, I was happy with my set. One of those things, I was in my head a little bit, like, like minute three or four. Then once I, once I told myself to shut up and just tell a joke, right. so then I just was like, it's a nine minute set, which is great. And I was, I was super happy with it. It was who's the, who's the host? Uh, Paul Provenza. Oh, and Paulie. He, and he was very uh, complimentary. He's a, you know, if people in comedy know Paul Provenza, he, he's the one who uh, directed and wrote the uh, Aristocrats, and he has the Green Room on Showtime. Very famous comic, and he was. He was real nice about it. He's he like, also does the set list. Gr- great jokes. The set. He invited me to do, to do the uh, set list. Nice. So I was happy with that. I was really happy with my set. Uh, the night before, I headlined Gotham, and it was weird because I thought, like, okay, I'll bring some of the people, you know, I'll promote it, and they'll bring some of the people. But I didn't realize I was bringing all the people. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, the day before, they're like, you only have 20 reservations. We're going to cancel the show if you don't. So now I'm like, going on Facebook. Are face- you kidding me? No. So now I'm going on Facebook, like, hey, uh, you know, you gave me a hand job in the seventh grade bus. Uh, how are you? <laughs> right. uh, what are you doing tomorrow night? You want to come to my comedy show? You, right. you, by the way, you look really pretty. So I ended up, you know, packing it with uh, over 100 people. Nice. But it was, uh, it was stressful, especially because my, my stepmother brought like 40 of her friends. Really? And I never got, it was not even my stepmom, it's my my dad's second wife, he, he's been re- remarried since, so it's like right. the artist formerly known as my stepmom kind of thing. <laughs> and, and we never really got along growing up. She, had, she really didn't want to have kids sort of just thrown on her, and it was one of those things where my mother left when I was three, and then they're like, oh, this is your new mother, which always goes really well when you're five. You know? Sure, right. And, um, How many times did you yell that she wasn't your mom? All the time. That was like my go-to. You're not my mom! I want my real mom back. And she's like, well, you're not my real son. I'm like, oh, shit. (laughs) Here we are. Here we are. Touche, you old bag. Touche. So it was was really one of those things where like, uh, I I remember leaving her out of my bar mitzvah speech for like revenge at her. (laughs) Really? And then I even like, I even put people in there that weren't even at the bar mitzvah. I'm like, I like like my dad. (laughs) Brother, Jesus Christ, you know, just thanking right. all these people. But you know, now in our old, my older years, we're, now we get along fine, and she's kind of make up for lost time, and she still right. blames my father, like, oh, you know, it was your dad's fault that I was so mean to you and your sister. Oh Meanwhile, she God. had a real son that, like, she loves, and we right. were kind of the bastard kids, and it was a, it was a, it was a hard time growing up. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie and say it was, it was, you know, milk and cookies, but but it was. Uh, you know, we're getting along now, but she brought 40 of her coworkers who all didn't like me either because I was like some of the cause of her stress was me. So right. they're all so I'm looking in the crowd and seeing the, them just like frowny Disdain. faces. But all, some of them were laughing. The black ones were laughing. Um, 
And then some of them were laughing, and then I was like, "Oh, you know, oh, we at least we know who now know, know who the uh, whores are in the, uh, in the in like the office, right?" And uh, but it, it was cool. Then Kelvin Gastelum and Uriah Hall came. Nice. And then it was like I realized it was just everyone. I knew everyone in the crowd, which is always hard as a comic, right? When you know everybody, yeah. Because you know you want to see people that you don't know, you can make fun of them. But when you look down and see the guy you were in, in to high school with, or your you know your eighth grade gym teacher, it's just sort of like. You know, you, you don't weren't wanna, funny back then either. That and plus, you don't want to like fake a relationship kind of a thing. Right. But but it, it was cool. I had I had a good time. Then that night, I went to a a, a a strip club with Jason Andors. Oh God, Jason Andors, that's hilarious. A funny comic. We went to this. Uh, went yeah, to, Jason's my boy, man. He's hilarious. We went to Flash Dancers, and um, I ended up giving a stripper a lap dance. Was it Jennifer Beale? No, it wasn't Jennifer Beale. But what, <laughs> what ended up happening was, um, so. You know, this girl, all these girls, hey, can I, you want, do you want a lap dance? And I'm like, you know what? I'll give you a lap dance. And she's like, no, you won't. I'm like, yeah, I will. She's like, you'll pay me? I'm like, sure. So I go in the back. You paid her to give her a lap yeah, dance? Yeah, I was like, fuck it, right? <laughs> and there were all these dudes getting lap dances in the back. And I could just feel their boners just go away as soon as I started. Like, who's this random guy? <laughs> You could. Did you take your shirt off? No, I didn't. I, I, I like didn't go all out, but you could just sense the erections disappear. It was. <laughs> right. Um. Well, because I'll tell you what. I used to work. I was used to be in this play called Birdie's Bachelorette Party in New York. It was right. like Tony and Tina's wedding, where you don't know who was in the play, but instead it was a bachelorette party, and my role was Woody the shot boy. Uh, it was at the Culture Club, and I gave shots to girls and gave lap dances for like ten dollars a pop. I was like, it was in the play. It was an off-Broadway play, but I had my clothes on I wore like a white tank top and like I had glitter that said shop boy so right. I became really good at giving lap dances I actually was and then that and then at night I would go around the, the, the club this is like 15 years ago selling shots to girls the bachelorettes and they'd be like come on I swear to god and I would, would I'd make, you be like in like a in like a balkini with the with a bow tie? No, I didn't have a balkini. It was like a white. <laughs> I had a pink headband and, and a white tank top with, that was like a belly shirt. And I was like, oh, oh ripped, my a fake tan and jeans. And but I, I would make like <laughs> you I would like make roller, the roller, uh, Nick Schwartzen on a Reno nine exactly. But I would make like thirteen hundred bucks a night, cash fifteen hundred. I would make dude. It was like the hottest eighties club. It was all. Bridge and Tunnel, Jersey and Long Island girls, and uh, and I would I would have all these singles. I'd have them like in my socks and my shoes and my underwear. I was like <laughs> greatest job ever. So I learned how to give lap dances doing that. Uh, and then uh, I was, but then I had it was like too much because all these like Jersey kids were like they would they'd be like, hey, yeah, you're a homo, uh, you know, give video lap dance, <laughs> you know, or so whatever they would say. <laughs> and, and then girls with drunk girls would steal my headband and run away, and I have to chase them around the club, and oh I would do. Like yeah. 15 shots a night, but it was one of those things where, like, literally, I would take the shot glasses and put them by my crotch and have the girl like lean down and take a shot, right. <laughs> or I would put the shot in my mouth and then put it in the girl's mouth. And Were you Magic Adam? I was Magic Adam. <laughs> I was. I swear to God, I was Magic Adam. And then when I came out here in, in LA, I had no money. I'm like, maybe I'll become a male stripper. But I, I, I did one bachelorette party. It didn't last very long because. Uh, <laughs> It was the real deal. It was yeah. all these Latina girls, and then they like put. I don't even know if they spoke English. They put me in the center of the room. It had had their way with me. I'll just say that. And then I quit. I was like a human pinata. Uh, oh but my god! I was like, you know what? This is this is way too much fun. This is gonna get me in way too much trouble. <laughs> right. So I had to stop. All right. So that uh, that being said, that was my uh, that was that was 
Wednesday night, and then Thursday night I had to, I had to show at Gotham, and then Jason and this guy uh, took me to this amateur night at a black strip club in the Bronx. Oh my god! It was god. just one of those weekends, and dude, this guy this guy was so funny. This uh, we like knew the guy that was hosting it, and it was like. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It was people were making it rain with food stamps. I mean, it was it was one of those things where it was it was, I don't know the right terminology for this, but it it, it was it was deep, right? So um, <laughs> it was deep. <laughs> and this one, but th- this guy was funny. This 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 comic, he was like, what's the guy's name? Is Mike? Mike guy. Yard? No, no, I forgot the guy's name. Mike, uh, John Moses is his name. Okay. And he was like, this one girl, it was like an amateur trip club. There were three contestants. One girl was huge, and uh, one girl was, was attractive, and then one girl was not. And the girl who was huge whipped out her boobs, which were not formed very well. And he, and he goes, <laughs> man, it looks like Snuffleupagus' ears. And I was dying laughing. Snuffleupagus. It was too funny, too funny. So anyway, so then I'm, I came back here uh, over the weekend, did a show that night in Big Bear at the oh, cave. Oh yeah, how was the cave? It was great, but they put on five comics doing 40 minutes apiece. Come on. And, then, and like then me, So which was fine, but it was like, you know, it was like a marathon. The dude uh, who put the show together, he's a comedian or no? He's yeah. A, so he should have known better. He just didn't, I mean, it was, it was still, the, the crowd was great. I just, right. they, they were just camped out there. The club's uh, beautiful, right? The stage and everything? The stage is beautiful. The club is beautiful. They did that, had, had a great set. And then uh, then they did the Saturday night, I was at the Ha Ha. Then I did like the youth hostel on Sunday night, which was like a the one in Hollywood. A, a good way to kill my buzz because no, <laughs> nobody spoke English there, and then I'm I'm yelling at them for not getting the American <laughs> terms that they don't know what the hell I'm talking about. And uh, did the ha ha last night, but I, you know what? I, I've been going to jujitsu. Oh yeah, yeah. Ever since Jake tried to get me into a fight with Juliana Pena. <laughs> <laughs> You're trying to get your weight up. Yeah, I'm like, fuck in, that. In case it actually goes down. Hell yeah. So uh, the, the, I, I go to 10th Planet. I, I like 10th Planet a lot, right. especially in Burbank. I, mean, I talked to you while you were there. Yeah, I had a good time there. One guy said I was going too rough, and he just quit. He's like, no, man, I'm going with a different partner. You're going too rough. And I was like, I was like, that was actually kind of felt kind of honored that right. that happened. But I'm like, dude, come on, man. And, and then uh, this other guy last night, you know, I'm, I'm very new to this. I'm very new to jujitsu. So, and 10th Planet is very... Uh, you know they teach they're not teaching just basic arm bars and triangles and guillotines. They're doing like kind of advanced stuff, and you have to kind of learn, and which I, I like. But this one guy is like, Eddie, had- Eddie Bravo is the one that taught um, Korean Zombie the Twister. Yeah, yeah. But it's but it was like one of those things where like this 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 guy was like, hey man, uh, so. Uh, this guy was like, so have you ever done jiu-jitsu before? You know, that I was going with. And I was like, uh, well, I'm like new. And, he, and see, the guy's like kind of laughing at me, you know. And I was like, all right. So then we like go live. And the guy just lays down on his back with his hands out, flopping, with his head towards me. I got kind of insulted. I was right. like, all right, dude. He's like, trying to like bait you into something? Or? Just like, oh, I don't know. I was like, kind of like, oh, really? You're just going to lie down and right. face me? Like, like just uh, like, okay. So I like what jumped on him. girl you met on Tinder? So I like jumped on him. And <laughs> he, he like, did get me once. I went into his guard the wrong way. And he, he got me once. So then I was going hard. I was like, fuck that. If this guy's going to disrespect me like that. I, I know that I, I'm not, you know, a jiu-jitsu whiz or even a blue belt, okay, or even a white belt with one, one stripe. But come on, dude. I like so I, I was I was going hard against him, and then he he got frustrated. He's like, he's like, oh man, you used to wrestle, huh? I'm, I'm like, I'm like, yeah. He's like, he goes, by the way, I, I love your podcast. I was like, thanks. He goes, I don't know how to say that, but I really love your podcast, man. And I was like, nice. uh, he goes, one day I, I hope to be on it when I'm in the UFC. I was like, oh, <laughs> thanks. That was that was kind of cool. But I was like, dude, come on. Even if like, 
with me wrestling, right? Even if a guy was the first day, I, I, I wouldn't just like lie on my back and be like, oh, pin me. And then like, that's sort of in a way just an arrogant right. move, I, I think. Maybe it's not. Maybe that's. You're getting nothing out of it also. But then he, he like, did that to someone else too. And I go, maybe that's, that's his thing, like the flopper. Oh. Maybe he's the flopper. Um, maybe he's got some kind of sexual connotation with him. I'm just going to lay there and let men have their way with me. I guess. <laughs> And then, uh, but then I was like, I'm kind of nervous. I was in a little bit of a dilemma because I was going to GoCours and they charged my card for another year. Without, for another year? Yeah. Which was like, I mean, I guess that was in the contract that they'll just automatically keep contract, you know. So now I'm like, so now I'm committed to going to this gym for a year. But they do have good jujitsu classes. I mean, those, and they have, they have boxing classes and they have. You know, but I like the Tenth Planet better. It seems like it's guys who are Dude, more. You gotta get that canceled. It really? Yeah, hell yeah. I mean, I mean, they have they have boxing, they have jujitsu. Granted, I'm, you're going with. They also have your credit card. Manny Gambarian, <laughs> and these other guys. I mean, they're they're pretty advanced guys, and they have a, a fitness class that they. I don't know, a boot camp class. I mean, right. So that's that. Uh, and uh, what else? Oh, and then finally, uh, before we get into your week. I have I've had to Wasn't watch. Very exciting, by the way. I've had to watch my ex's cats because my, my 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 dad was in the hospital a couple of weeks ago. He, right. he he was in a beach and he fainted, and he had to go to, he had to get carried out in a, in a in an ambulance. It was awful, but he's he's okay now. But during that time, my dad usually watches my 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 uh, dog when uh, when I'm on the road. Well, I had to get my ex to watch my dog, so because she's the one who got the dog in the first place, but she couldn't take care of it. So then I had the dog. Well, now she was like, now because she watched it for two weeks, she's like, listen, I'm going, I'm going away for the weekend. Can you watch my two dogs? So I'm like, all right. So now I have three dogs and two cats in my apartment, right? So literally, I'm waking up with five fucking animals staring at me, uh, and one of them's not, one of her dogs is not trained, so he's shitting all over the place. And he's he's like a puppy, so I can't even get mad because he, he yelled at him and he wags his tail. Right. Uh, you know, he's one. It's so cute. So I'm like, ugh. But uh, yeah, I've had five fucking all week long. I've had to watch five animals. And uh, that's not been easy. So who's know. two cats are these? No, no. I have two cats on my oh, own. Okay. I meant to say a dog. And then dogs. I have a dog. I have the bait dog that was used as bait <laughs> right. that got me into the fight. And then she has two more dogs. One that looks like my dog. Jesus. What does your house smell like? Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. So, yeah, it does not smell good. It smells like Joe Coy. And, um, <laughs> oh, my so, uh, God. <laughs> so, yeah. I've had to. I've You're had not a to, fan of Joe? No, I like Joe. I, I, but I'm just saying. So, uh. <laughs> so yeah, so I've had I've had five animals I've had to watch, and uh, on another note, I've noticed all my a lot of my ex girlfriends have been hitting me up to hang out. A couple of them, like four ex girlfriends in a row. One of them from like the fifth grade. It's like, what are you? And, she, and they all look good. Now a part of me is like, they're hot. I know them. They knew me before I even started. It's kind of cool that they still like me. I take it as a compliment. Another part's be like, well, where were they then? You know, right. uh, you know, they couldn't handle me then, and now all of a sudden I get a little bit of success. Well, you were ahead of your time. Is that now, what now, it is? Now they're maturing, and they're like, wait a minute. Adam had all the things I really wanted. I thought I wanted something different, but I really don't. I really want Adam back. Really? Could be. I, I, maybe I'm going to look at it that way. <laughs> all right. How, how was your week? Um, it was cool, man. I did uh, I did four shows at uh, Pachanga Casino. Mm. Um, I like that room. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Um, 
they're they were showing up late, which kind of made me nervous because I walked in and the show's supposed to start at seven thirty. I walked down there right at seven thirty, and there was like twenty people in the room. Yeah, and then uh, the guy Perrin was like, "No, nah, we we're gonna we always start late because they're they're late show operas." And by the time eight o'clock came around, the room was about three quarters full, which is fantastic. And uh, did you know four great shows with Jake Baker, and then um, the second show Saturday night got a standing ovation, which I was really happy. Nice, about. and uh, and also. Um, I ordered a drink from the stage. I was like, can I get a Captain and Coke? And some girl in the audience was like, well, what about us? And I was like, all right, uh, everybody want a Captain and Coke? And they're like, yeah. And I told the waitress, uh, I was like, all right, bring me a Captain and Coke and like uh, 70 straws. And everybody, and she did. She actually brought a, a, wow. a glass out there with 70 straws. And I just started laughing. The crowd started laughing. So I took a sip out of one of the straws, put it on the stool behind me. And the chick that yelled at was like, so are you going to pass it around like you said you were? And so I was like, you going to drink it? She was like, yeah. So I gave it to her. She took a sip and passed it around the entire club. Wow. The entire club took so a sip. So you got all of herpes now. <laughs> it, won- <laughs> <laughs> it was funny because no guys would take a sip out of it, only only girls. So by the time it got back to me, it was damn near gone. So I took the straws out and started licking the straws. And like, my proxy, I've little- tugged all you got. <laughs> That's great. Was it that little, that, that little blonde, blonde chick? Yeah. She got mad at me. I was on a stage and the first day I would go there. I was like, that girl's hot. Everyone's like, yeah. I'm like, I would totally eat her asshole. And then she got, <laughs> she she gave me a look, like she got upset. I had to apologize for saying I wanted to eat her ass. I was like, sorry, I don't want to eat your ass. Uh, I'm, right. And then it was like, it was just one of those things. I was kidding around. It was a joke. I didn't really want to eat her ass. She's a flirt. She is. But she, then she, she was like, you Jimmy, know, you're not that funny. And then she just came back. She's like, you know, you're funnier this show. And right. Was, she, she was, but she was hot. But she was dating some guy. That she still out. dated that guy and Jimmy Oyang. You know Jimmy Oyang. Yeah. Yeah. Jimmy Oyang was down the street at Aces, and he wanted to. Uh, he was like, "Yo, is that girl Brittany there?" Yeah. And I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "Dude, I'm coming over there, man. I I think she wanted to give me some, and I, and I didn't take it. I regret it. So I'm gonna come over there and give her some of this little yellow penis, man. Oh my god. I'm gonna come over there and work it. And yeah. Jimmy Oyang's gonna get. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's he's gonna get Otang. He's gonna get nothing. <laughs> Otang. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. So anyway, MMA. We got eight minutes before we talk to. Uh, we have to. We have two great guests on the show. Uh, we have um, Eddie Truck Gordon, who just won the Truck. Ultimate Fighter. Uh, and then we also have Jens Pulver, little w- evil. One of the. Uh, one of the. Uh, I would say he's a Hall of Famer. Right. Yeah, I can't wait to talk to him. Uh, one of the. One of the. One of the best fighters of all time, Jens Pulver. Did you ever see his? Uh, his. Um Documentary. documentary yeah. I saw some of it last night. Okay, yeah, I watched uh, it before a long time ago. Yeah, really sad. Uh, but I feel bad for amazing. That yeah, I don't really feel. You know, I, we'll, we'll, we'll talk to him about it. So, uh, what's on everybody's mind right now is obviously <laughs> the brawl between John Jones and Daniel Cormier, uh, which happened yesterday. It's crazy. Well, well, so in hindsight, remember I told you yesterday that I talked to Daniel and he sounded like a little annoyed. Not with me, just in general. He's like, yeah. "What's up, man?" And blah blah blah. blah. And um, and so I was like, "Yo, man, can you come to the studio tomorrow? I know you're gonna be in L.A. Can you come in the studio?" And he was like, "He was like, impossible, man, impossible." And I was like, "I'll come get you." He's like, "Can't, man. I'm on the other Fox lot from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m." And I was like, "All right." And then I told you, and then and then and then I found out about the brawl, and I was like, "That's why it sounded." Oh like wow, that. you're okay, the whole world's talking about it, and you're hit, except for the guy who's his, his friend. <laughs> Good, good work. I, well, look, I mean, support. Look, everyone. Anybody who doesn't know what happened, it was. It seemed like they got a little too close for comfort. Uh, Jones kind of leaned over on him. 
Daniel did push him first, and then Jones took a swing, uh, which was crazy. I mean, it was, it, but you know what? That that hyped up the fight so much. Yeah. Uh, jo- Jones says that uh, he didn't hit him. His his body was hacked. Um, <laughs> his it was, body was hacked. Here, here's here's what I wrote on Twitter during the whole thing. I, I said I said the Cormier said he would gladly eat Jones's punches as well as the entire menu at Popeyes. <laughs> Look, Cormier says he loves Popeyes, so it's not racist. Normally, you say black people like chicken. You're racist. He says he likes Popeyes. So who doesn't like chicken? Is my question. Right. I love chicken. Is that racist? Uh, it's always I'm always nervous to, to put that tweet out. Someone's like, oh, he's black, so he likes. Chicken. But what if what if the guy actually does like Popeyes chicken? Right. Is that really racist? Right. Or what if the black guy can't? swim and I, and I write that is that being oh you say black people can't swim there's a fine line between like it's almost like I, well the fact that you just throw that out there just now. <laughs> I'm just saying so so Dave Scholler, who everyone confused for John, John Anik. Anik. I swear when I saw the video, I thought it was John Anik. It looked just like John Anik, by the way. Uh, and uh, Dave Scholler, well, that was one of the funniest things. I mean, first of all, you talk about a guy in the, who has the hardest job in the world. Separate, and, you, you just, and, you, and as tiny as he is. And you see how, how he's not that tiny of a guy, but you see how big and imposing John Jones is. Where yeah. like, I'm like, after that, I, I really debated whether I should write any more jokes about John Jones <laughs> after seeing how Dave Dave Scholler, but Scholler did call out Bisbing afterwards. Um, Hilarious. I tweeted that and then Bisbing retweeted it. I'm like, fuck yeah. <laughs> Finally, Bisbing's, you know, Bisbing, by the way, who came at me on Twitter, we've been going back and forth. His wife follows me on Twitter right. and I invited his wife to a show and she's like, oh yeah, me and Michael would love to come next time you're in Orange County. So I, I have a feeling that his wife is reading my tweets and sending them to, 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 to Bisbing and laughing about right. it because I'm a Bisbing fan. So uh, anyway, the UFC announced that for now on, Scholler's has to take EPO and HGH for press conferences. Um, uh, Kanye West said no disrespect to Jones in DC, but Mayhem Shields was the best brawl ever. It, it, it was crazy. Dana White cut Dave Scholler, but it was it was one of those things. But I tell you what, that was it got me hyped up for this fight. Uh, and I tell you what, that pissed off Daniel Cormier, and that's the wrong guy you want to piss off because. If anybody is going to be motivated for this fight, it's going to be Cormier. And, you know, like Chris Camozzi emailed me. That was the first time uh, he's been taken down in the UFC. <laughs> and it was. It looked like Jones got the – Jones then tweeted, it took me six seconds to take you down. I had no yeah, idea how, in, how weak you were going to be. Daniel's defense, there's people in the way, in this, and they're on a stage. No, it's, they, it's like they, a bar. He, it's he basically went off like the a, side of the stage. It's not like he went flat on his back on the flat stage. Right, but you know that that's going to still bother – as competitive as Cormier is, right. that, that's going to bother him. And especially they were on SportsCenter, which was the funniest interview ever because John Jones was so polite. And he was like, listen, Daniel, I don't understand what the problem is. And then Corbin's like, man, who is this guy? You were two, three, you're the most fakest guy. It really right. is like Jones has become that annoying brother that like that like all of a sudden the parent comes in and then he's like on his best behavior. Right. The parent leaves. He's and he's Eddie a, Haskell. He's becoming Eddie Haskell. He, <laughs> I mean, he's going on Instagram. Last week on Instagram, I started just... Straight trolling somebody. He's trolling Gustafson, saying Goose uh, Gustafson and Gustafson put a, a picture of him in his belt, and then Jones put, "Hey, that that that's my belt on Instagram." <laughs> I mean, he's really like becoming like they say he's a heel and he's taking on this heel role but he's kind of funny with it he is actually i think i like him much better as the bad guy <laughs> than i do as the good guy but uh i, I actually i wrote dave show is now now sponsored by dude wipes <laughs> 
The funny part is dude that, wipes. and then dude wipes the, uh, goes. He, then they run on Twitter. Hey, just so you know, we're there when you need us, right? <laughs> and then the guy from Dude Wipes hit me up, and they're gonna send me free Dude Wipes. They're like, hey man, thanks for all the shout outs. That's hilarious. So I'm, I'm, they're gonna send me. So now uh, MMA Roast is now sponsored by Dude Wipes. We're gonna, we're all gonna let you know how it is. You know, we should set up a fight between Dude Wipes and One Wipe Johnnies. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Is a one wife Johnny, a one white Charlie. It's uh, the same guys that did um, the, the Dollar Shave Club. The oh, same really? guy has this, they're one wife Charlie's. They're like white so wives. So then Dana White writes, I, then Dana White writes on Twitter, man, I, I, I go on vacation one day and this is what happens, right? right? And then, and then Dude Wipes, but you know, secretly Dana's loving it though. You think so? And then Dude Wipes responds and goes, Don't worry, Dana, we're here to take over when you need us. <laughs> <laughs> we're here to wipe up the mess. That's what he says. He goes, When shit happens, we're here. That's what Dude Wipes writes, right? Hilarious. So then, uh, so then someone writes, Someone goes, Yeah, right, Dana, uh, you're just using this, uh, Bob, horrible behavior to help promote your thing. And then Dana White writes back to a fan, You are the dumbest, stupid piece of shit I've ever seen. Like one of those things where Dana right. then starts getting you're into an it. You're an egg kind of thing. Uh, but Matt Matt Hughes tweeted out, hey, guys, listen, this is not good for the sport, blah, blah, blah. You know, you guys really need to shape up. This is, this is not helping anything. But then uh, somebody writes, yeah, but killing animals uh, is, uh, is really great for the sport. Uh, you know, shut up, Matt Hughes. And then, and then it became this whole thing with Matt Hughes and some girl on Twitter between killing animals. But it's just one of those things where uh, – well, I mean, everybody's seen these face-offs where guys get in each other's face and they push each other. Mm-hmm. And it usually doesn't go any further than the pushing back and forth and people step in and they just jaw at each other. I will see you on Saturday night, whatever. But this came from, you know, Daniel pushing him and then he throws his belt down and takes a swing. And and then you're and you're sort of responsible for some of this because <laughs> because Daniel Cormier uh, was sponsored by Trauma and right. then you went up to John Jones and John's like, no, if Cormier is with Trauma, I'm not with him. And right. then Cormier was like, what the hell was that about? And goes and gets in John Jones's face about him not knowing about wrestling which right. i guess they talked about that further what happened was john jones said oh you're you're a wrestler i can take you down and he said he was joking around and cormier took that as like all like he came off as a real dick and that wasn't i look i mean the bottom line is sometimes like <laughs> when you're not really a comedian people don't know when you're joking around <laughs> especially if you're especially if you're a fighter and you know these are two of the most competitive Greatest athletes in the world. Yeah. Uh, and when you get two guys that are at such a high level and so competitive and so much on the line. And I also think that John Jones is a little bit nervous about this fight. I'm not, he should be. Uh, which he should be. But if you look at the guys Cormier's beaten and the way he's beaten them, this is going to be Jones's biggest. And, and this guy's not scared of John Jones. No intimidation <laughs> factor. So uh, I don't know. The So anyway, we have... Um, Ronda Rousey, by the way, says she's going to make everyone pay for laughing at Dave Scholler's pain. Um, <laughs> now, we got, we got to talk about Nate, Nick Diaz versus Anderson Silva, Tarek Safferty versus Rory McDonald, uh, Metamorphosis 4, Pat Cummings. First, we're going to get to Eddie Truck Gordon on the line. Truck. Uh, and we're going to call him right now. So we got the winner of the Ultimate Fighter, the, the champion, the guy who uh, who just destroyed Diego Lima in 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 the finals. It should have been it should have been a a a, a murder a murder crime. Should be going on trial. Should be on trial. Eddie Gordon, how are you, man? 
I'm doing good, man. That's a quite some introduction, man. I look like a top ass. Absolutely. Now, how's how are how's life changed since winning the Ultimate Fighter? Um, a lot more noticeable. I can't get uh, you know, I can't get away with uh, things I used to. You know, a lot of people working. As you know. Nice. Are you still living in uh in uh, Freeport? Yes, indeed. Uh, home is home, man. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> oh, oh, good. Well, that okay. I uh, grew up in Oceanside, and uh, oh, okay. Yeah, I, I remember we used to play uh, Freeport and football, and uh, I've never seen a, a more scared group group of, of white kids when when uh <laughs> when Freeport came over. Oh my God, that's actually hilarious. <laughs> I, I I can happily say we never lost uh, Oceanside while I was playing in Freeport. Uh, I yeah, and like you won't. I mean, it was like. <laughs> We were just like, oh my god! We had, we had like three black kids in the whole school, and then it was like, all of a sudden, it's like just fifty black kids got off a bus. Half the half the team quit before the game even started. They're like, we're out of here. This is fucking. This is, <laughs> this is gonna be terrible. <laughs> but uh, oh man, that's pretty hilarious. But congrats on everything, man. Uh, I was I was doing some research about you, and uh, you actually you you weighed one hundred and thirty five pounds in the fourth grade. Um. <laughs> Yeah, something like that. Actually, I yeah, right around fifth grade, maybe. I wrestled one thirty-five my ninth grade in high school, which was pretty insane. Yeah, you huge. I mean, uh, <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ! And and then you were also a Nassau County champion in wrestling. Correct. Yes, indeed. Don't tell don't, don't tell too many people, man. Everybody didn't like to wrestle now, man. Don't tell nobody. Yeah, no, I mean that's a that I mean uh, counties are tough. It's that's not an easy now did you uh did you think about going to uh, college for wrestling or, or it was strictly football? Yeah, I had probably a full ride to go pretty much almost anywhere I wanted to wrestling, but problem is they wanted me to wrestle at one ninety seven because it was either one ninety seven or like two seventy five. And my mind was like, I'm not losing weight the rest of my life, little bit I know. I'll be in mixed martial arts, but um, so I chose out of football route in college. And now, and then you you, you play football for uh, Fordham, correct? Correct. Yep. And Fordham's a good school. Now, did you think about possibly going pro in football? Yeah, I thought about going pro, but you know, at the time when I was like picking, you know, between schools, I knew that you know football is a tough sport, so I wanted to make sure I got you know good academics in, and that was my main reason for you know picking Fordham. They had great academics, Division One football. It was the best of both of for me, you know? Right, right, right. Now, uh, now you made a couple mistakes in your life. Uh, you married your fifth-grade girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> the mistake was that was two years ago. <laughs> she was in fifth grade. Oh, man. Fair enough, fair enough. No, no, right. I mean, so I mean, so you're dating the same girl since the fifth grade. Did you really expect that to last? I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, listen, I I was like living the dream, but I thought it was a high school sweetheart, middle grade school. She she knew what she was getting into. I knew what I was getting into, but little did I know you uh you literally married a family. So you got to make sure if you marry somebody, if you get along with the family. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Wow. Now, since winning the Ultimate Fighter, are you just like plowing box? Oh. I, I mean, are you just walking around Long Island right now and just chicks plowing are throwing box. it down? Are you the king of Freeport? Listen, I'm a very, uh, I'm a very good boyfriend, and I'll, I'll leave it at that. My girlfriend's very happy. Nice. <laughs> She's on, he's on a very good I'm boyfriend. Stay out of trouble. I'm stay out of trouble. Nice. <laughs> now I was at your fight, by the way, in Vegas. You know that I, I was sitting right behind uh, Chris Weidman, uh, Weidman's wife. I was next to Ronnie from Jersey Shore. 
Yeah, cause I'm, yeah, cause I'm crawling around you, huh? Yeah, yeah, no, no, it was crazy. And, uh, I mean, that. do you think that fight should have been stopped earlier? Between me and Lima? Yeah. Yeah, I kind of felt bad, man, without a doubt. Like, I, I can understand the refs, you know, giving as much opportunity, you know, to, to come back. But I definitely thought it should have, you know, stopped a little bit earlier. But, you know, it was a tough situation. I didn't want to stop hitting him. He recovered and then got a much longer fight. Um, but... If I was the ref, I probably would have stopped it by 10 punches or sooner. Yeah, no, it was, that was insane. I mean, I was like, I was yelling, stop the fight. Uh, I was actually yelling. So I was like, man, stop this fucking. And you could see even Dana was like, Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> I mean, since uh, now, did you get that motorcycle? I am getting it. Uh, I just find my little thing. I think it should be here before October, so. Um, I don't know, man. I'm kind of happy it's not here yet because I'll be tempted to be driving it around the Nordicum Mile. I'm sure you know about the Nordicum Mile. This is the season for that. Of course. I mean, do you know how, do you know how to ride one or no? I have the most experience riding a bike I have is on the show when they took us and they put us on like that. I don't know what the hell you call it. What is that? A paradigm? Or that, that, it's kind of like a treadmill. Like a treadmill. That's what I call it. Oh man, this is not going to end well. You got to be careful, man. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Thanks for the, the vote of confidence over here. Well, I mean, if you've never if you've never ridden a motorcycle and all of a sudden just hop on one. That's that's a that's a, right. Listen, I, mean, I, yeah. I was I was all for I was all for like raffling off the, the motorcycle or something, and friggin' Weidman got his, and he's like, dude, you got no, we got a ride. You hope you got a fast one. I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm like, dude, you're keeping this thing. He's addicted. He's hooked. Did you um did you get to piece your bike together like you you got to uh, put it together like you wanted it, or do they give you one that's already uh, put together? You get to pick from piece to piece, man. I changed the handlebars. I changed all chromed out. Like, literally, I was like, eh, I'm not a Mr. Bikes. But once I walked to that Harley dealership, you blinged it out. Changed. You blinged out the bike? Yeah, dude, it's completely blinged out. Come on, you know, black <laughs> on black and then and chrome. Like, it's, it's definitely a sick bike. Just be careful, man. I mean, the last thing we need is you and Weidman hurting yourself, the champion and the ultimate fight. If I were you, I would, I would put that away to after you're done fighting, but that's because I'm Jewish and we get nervous about things like that. All right, Gavolt. Now, let's talk about your career. So you, you, uh, you were at a fight, and you ran into Chris Weidman, and Weidman says, hey, man, uh, how's it going? You got to get into fighting. And then you just walk into a gym with basically no training since high school wrestling. Um, pretty much, but it was the opposite way around. I went to, uh, I went to your city 101 to see, you know, on the instance of a versatile Forrest Griffin. Friggin' fell in love. I got the hugest general rush. I'm like, I could do this shit. A week, like a week <laughs> later, I go into the gym. I run into like Chris and we start talking. This is before I, you know, knew exactly what he was doing. Um, he told me what he was doing, where he was training. He said, Hey, come check it out. You might like it. I friggin' went down to the gym like a week after that. And fell in love, man. Got my ass kicked. I don't, I, I'm not going to tell you that oh, I went to the gym. I was doing amazing. All that was just for me. I went to the gym and got beat up. I was like, all right, I'm all for this. I'm not, I'm, I got to beat this guy up. So kept on going back, 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 and fell in love with it. Yeah, no, I heard you were getting submitted by 150-pound guys in jiu-jitsu the first day. and you no, were... it, it was insane. I'm like, how is this little man getting you know, these little crazy moves? I'm like, all right, I'm all for it. Little did they tell me the guy was a black belt, so now I feel a little bit better. But um, at the time, I was like, "This is nuts." Yeah. Now and then, uh, now Ray Longo and having Matt Sarah, those guys just crack you up, correct? Oh, dude, it, it's priceless. There's never a dull moment inside of our gym. I'm telling. If we had a camera going 24/7, we'll have the number one sitcom in America. <laughs> 
I believe that. And by the way, tell Sarah to stop blocking me on Twitter because <laughs> I made one joke about him and he's blocked me ever since. So, uh, <laughs> I'm actually, I'll, I'll see you in like two hours. I'm going to still practice in two hours. So. Right. I'll make sure I spread the odds and get the message. Tell him I'm tell him I'm, I'm a big fan. Now you win five fights in a row. You lose to Anton Talamente. September. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, now. Now at, 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 at that point, what did you learn from that? Did you did you underestimate him? Did you not take it seriously? What did you learn from that fight? Um, dude, that was probably the best thing. That, I know everybody says it and it sounds like horse crap, but it's probably the best thing to have. Everything was going you know, way too way too easy, way too perfect. I kind of um took the shit, you know, I had I was like my fourth opponent. I really didn't know much about the guy, but I was like, whatever, I was, you know, cocky, confident, whatever it may be. And sure enough, you know, he was a good wrestler. He was like a all American Ohio State or something. I underestimated his wrestling. And he kinda of did the whole lay and play thing and you know, that made me force me to go back into the room and start wrestling a lot. Cause, you know, I'm I'm thinking I'm the greatest wrestler since sliced bread and I kinda of went away from what got me, you know, into the sport. And that kind of, you know, gave me a reality check. So from that day forward, man, I've been wrestling like crazy again, just, you know, fine-tuning, you know, my wrestling abilities. And it made me probably, you know, a hundred times better fighter now where I can dictate where a fight's going to go. So um, definitely I'm happy that I did get that loss. And the best thing, the best advice Matt gave me was, because we actually thought I might, you know, I could have squeaked out that fight, but it was whatever, it is what it is. And he said, if that's the only fight you're going to lose now, man, enjoy it, man. You get beat up. And, you know, you walked away from it learning something. So I took that advice, and I'm in a with it. Now, don't your kids give you a hard time about that loss still? That is the only – they don't remember <laughs> any of the other wins, any of the other victories. They All they remember is, ah, well, Anton beats you, and it's like, that's like their guy. <laughs> they, they drive you nuts. It's like every every conversation, anybody says, how's your dad? Oh, he's like, he lost to Anton Salamander. I got that name driving me crazy. I actually love to fight him again sometime down the road. Oh, my God. Well, it's he, like haunting me. I actually, I, I looked him up. He's like lost three fights in a row. Although, so I like, know, it's driving, me, it's driving me crazy. <laughs> he, he, after he beat me, that was it. He's done. He's like, he don't care. He's like, oh. <laughs> it's got it. Maybe it'll, it'll 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 be like Rocky, where like you're like Apollo, and then you train Anton just to get good, just so you could beat him. Be oh my gosh, it's not it's actually crazy, but it is what it is, man. That's, I, I, I'll take it. He definitely gave me a, a life lesson in why wrestling is the best foundation for me. Well, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, hey man, you're you're, you're seven and one. You're. I, I was so hoping that you'd win the Ultimate Fighter because you honestly on Twitter you're always like, "Hey man, make fun of me, make fun of me," and, and you're just you had a great sense of humor. And I, I was I was so proud of you for making making the show. And then I I've been following you since like your your fights back in the day. And I was like uh, I was really really proud of you, man. Uh, so. nah, I appreciate it, man. Listen, I, dude, you're hilarious as shit. Like I like I think dude, you're just you're I, you're borderline genius. I don't want to get your head too big. But yeah, you know, I, I literally die laughing at some of this stuff. Oh, and thanks, I don't retweet man. too many things like that. I don't think it's funny, so that, that's pretty impressive. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Now, what did you think of the uh, the uh, John Jones Cormier weigh-in yesterday? <laughs> I think that was actually that, it was it was classic. <laughs> I, I I tell you what, that was a side of John Jones I didn't think he had, and I was that was that was wow. That was that, that definitely wasn't didn't look scripted at all, and. Cormier too, man. Holy smokes! I thought that it was a side of both of those guys that I didn't see. It definitely sold a lot more pay per views after that happened. So <laughs> whether or not the UFC insists about it happening, it's going to financially benefit both guys. Now, who do you think wins that fight? 
Oh man, it's tough, man. It's um, I'd say this, like this. If anybody could do it, it's Cormier. Um, I thought the Dustin fight was going to be a one-sided asshole, and, 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 and Dustin definitely proved me wrong in that. So what, what do I know? But I think it's going to be tough for uh, Cormier to close that distance on Jones. And John proved that he has a hell of a chin. He took some shots from Richard. So who knows, man? Yeah. I can't I can't wait for that fight. I can't wait for a lot of these fights coming up. Um, we'll talk about that. Yeah, I'm excited. That's a sick card, man. I tell you what though, man, the one the one upper hand I think Cormier has is that he gets to train with Freddie Kane Velasquez every day. So oh, I yeah. think it's a freak of nature. I think he's one of the people people understand him. I think he's one of the, the most feared fighters in the in the game and you know, between him I think I tell Wyman all the time, he's a he's a mini Kane Velasquez. I think he's got a very similar style. So if Cormier's training with that guy John, that make sure you take the fight seriously. It's gonna be it's gonna be a fight. What's uh training with with uh, Weidman like? Priceless, dude. He's like people. He's not flashy like those John Jones and other guys, but to me, he's the best pound for pound fighter in the world. There's no doubt about it. Until you get into the cage with him, you know, he's not gonna woo you with spinning back kicks and flying this and flying that. But anybody that steps in the octagon with him knows the guy's legit. And for me, it's priceless because anybody, anytime I fight anybody. I know they're not Chris, and I'm like, I think I got a mental edge on everybody in the division because I get to train with this guy, you know, every day. So. And now, how I'm hard? Now, a lot of guys are uh, talking about they they when it comes to sparring, they don't want to really hurt their opponents or even get hurt in sparring. So they kind of, and other guys are like, fuck that. When we spar, we go all out. What's what's it like over at Saralongo? Yeah, let me tell you that then. It's no, if you're not going 100% when you're sparring with Chris, you're going to get hurt. <laughs> it's like, he's probably the most competitive person in the planet, and you have to go 100%. Like, literally, for instance, Fox came to, to sh- like, a promo video for the Ultimate Fighter finale, and we're sparring, and they're like, I'm, like, literally fat and out of shape at this point, because it's such a big time frame. But so they're like, all right, we need like a couple minutes of footage. Chris's like, no, nah, we're gonna spar. We're gonna spar five rounds. I'm like, what? So we literally did five spar, five minute rounds, and I was literally exhausted. And he just, we went after each other. Like it was no, it was no. All right, this is for TV. He just brings it. Everything the guy does is 100 miles an hour. Most competitive person, and that's why he is who he is. You know, and that's why I think he's gonna be champ for a long time. Do you think he took too many punches in the uh, Machida fight? Nah, dude, he's got, um, I think that was the best thing that ever happened for him because, you know, it, he finishes everybody so quick and you really can't see, you know, his all-around skills, but anybody forgets, Machito was probably like the most, what, elusive guy in MMA history. He's like a mystery puzzle that nobody could figure out. If you see his face after that fight, yeah. I'm safe to say Chris figured out that puzzle that nobody could ever <laughs> figure out, and he's still with the guy pretty much the whole fight. He, he did. he took some hard shots, and... You know, he, he answered the bell, man. The fifth round, he hit Machida with some stuff. I couldn't believe he, he made it out of that, that, that round. But credit to Machida, man. He's a tough guy. He also, I like, I mean, as much as, like, if I was his coach, I'd probably be flipping out. But he put his hands down. He's like, come on, let's go, let's go. I was like, that yeah, he, was a, a different. That's the, that's the competitive side of the kid. You know, he's, he's, you know, he's got a chin and a half, man. And he just, I think he's just all around the sick athlete. And the, the best thing about him he doesn't stop working hard. Like you, if you see him work and train, you wouldn't think he's a champion. You wouldn't think anything of it. Like he just trains, like he's hungry. And I guess that's what kids would do for you, man. When you got kids to feed, <laughs> makes you all uh, stay grounded and humble and work hard. You know? Yeah, yeah. What now? What what happened with uh, Costa Filippo? 
Oh, man, that's my boy. I actually seen Costa the other, um, what, I seen him, what, a week ago? Yeah, but what? Um, we did like a photo shoot. I missed the kid, man. He's at Belmore kickboxing now. I'm sure everybody knows that by now. Yeah. I mean, did he? I mean, I was just wondering, was it any kind of falling out, or he just decided that's the place he wanted to be? Was it any kind of bad blood, or? Nah, I think it's the best thing, you know. You know, when, you, when it comes to fighting, it's a team sport, but you have to look at what's you know in your best interest. You know, as far as I know, there's no bad blood between anybody. Um, I think he's a huge asset, man. I miss the guy. That was probably like my my main sparring partner, you know, coming up in the in the up the ranks, literally. <laughs> He told me a lot about my boxing because dude, he's one of the best boxers in MMA, whether people realize it or not. And I learned a lot from him, man. So you know, I missed the kid a lot. So yeah, no, all the, is, you know, your whole team, man, your whole team of like uh, we had him on the podcast, but like Costa and Al Iaquinta, and then uh, Sterling and Weidman and you, you guys are all. I mean, me being from Long Island, I feel like uh, I have a certain <laughs> camaraderie with you guys, and, <laughs> and you guys all know how to take a joke. And you're you're all funny dudes, so it's uh it's really nice to see the, like you know the Long Island the, the Sarah Longo guys do 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 well. Plus, I mean I mean it started with like Phil Baroni. I remember watching Phil Baroni yeah, back in high school. So don't forget uh, my boy Jay Haran, man. He's from I, my high school, man. Oh uh, yeah, Jay. It was it's uh, Jay Hieronymus. I remember when it was Jay yes, when, yes. It, when it was Jay Hieronymus. I used to watch exactly, him. Exactly. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm still not used to that whole Haran stuff. We, we, his nickname was Hippo, man. Growing up in high school, so yeah, no, he Jay was definitely a trendsetter. He's a he's a great dude. He actually, um, whenever I see him, he he gets the baddest chicks I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, he. It's insane. It's it's definitely um he's good he's good at what he do. Oh God! <laughs> and he he came to my show last time I was in Vegas, and I was like, dude. I'm on stage and I'm like this chick's hotter than the last one you brought, and uh, <laughs> I love I love oh, I, I love Jay Jay Haran's a very underrated guy too. He's a guy that oh, you know 100%. I feel I, I feel like Jay Haran is uh, he's a guy that should get a lot more credit than he should. He's just one of these 100%. guys that was in the wrong organizations in the wrong time, and it was just you know. He's just one of these guys. Oh, you, you hit on the head without a doubt. He I, he completely beat Ben Askren. That was robbery. Yeah. Um. That, that was just absurd. But you know what though? He he made he made the most of his career. He retired now. He's doing well for himself. You know he's he's branched off into the acting, the stunts, everything. Like he did his thing, man. You know right. he made the most of his career, and the guys on the inside know how good he is. You know exactly. And then that's like being judged by your peers. You know if your peers can respect you, that's the most important thing to me at least. Yeah, me too. Uh, and then, uh, according to Joe Riggs, he has the biggest penis in MMA. So, <laughs> I, I'll take Joe Riggs' uh, word for it. I don't think I, I don't want to go that route. I'll well, pass on that. I know, but that might be the reason he gets all these bad chicks. I started all this stuff started making sense to it me. It might once. be a direct correlation. Who knows? Yes, yes. <laughs> now, um, are you calling anyone out? Who do you want to fight next? I want to fight anybody with a pulse who's rank higher than me. If that's calling somebody out, then I'll take it. So, I keep seeing. I'm not the most shy guy. If you ever watch the, the Ultimate Fighter, you'll see that. I see what's on my mind. You know, there's a ton of guys I would love to fight. You know, I don't think too many of the guys I would like to fight is going to be, you know, jumping to fight me because, you know, just coming off the show, you know, if they lose, then they start from scratch. If they beat me, they're supposed to beat me. But I don't care, man. Anybody has a pulse, anybody want to fight at UFC 181, sign me up. Dana, Sean Shelby, let's make it happen. I was, I'm just dying to fight. I, All right, so let's list three guys. I, sorry, three guys that you'd want to fight at UFC 181. Three guys. Um, let's see. I'll say 
shit, man. Anybody with a freaking pulse, man, I don't even care, but I see it all. <laughs> who else? Anybody keeps posting Tim Bozczak. I think Boz has a fight already lined up, so that's going to be uh, pretty hard. Uh, Tim um, Boz. Tim Boz, what's his name? Got mad at me, Melvin Gillard, because they said Tim Boz is so white that Gillard tried to snort him. And, um... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> all right. Oh, my gosh. So, Tim Boz. Uh, all right, who else we got? Um, now, who else is on there? I think people start posting Uriah Hall, man. He actually retweeted that, too. So, um, that'll be, I think that would be a great fight for the East Coast, man. We're both yeah. uh, New York guys. I think I'll definitely uh, get the arena full. But he just broke his toe. I don't know how he's doing with that. You know, I kind of had a similar injury. Um, That'd be a good fight. Shit, who else people are posting? I think that would be a freaking exciting fight, you know? Yeah. We both came from Ring of Combat. He was a champ. I was a champ. He'll definitely sell tickets. That's no doubt about it. But like I said, you know, he's got a little momentum going. I don't know if that's going to be a smart fight for him, man. So, Uriah but, Hall, but, you know, Chuck he lost Gordon. two of our guys already, so... Your, you know? uh, Uriah Hall already apologized about you calling him out, just so you know. <laughs> I actually know the guy. He's a, he's a, you know, he's a good dude, man. He's, you know, he, he's doing the right thing. Like, you know, it is what it is, man. But I say, you know, if I can fight my boy Lima, I can fight anybody. Like, I was like yeah. my brother on the show, man. Wow. I'm the closest thing to a brother I had on the show. It's business, you know. We all want to make money for a good show. And, 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 you know, keep our bosses happy, you know? Yeah, and plus, I you know, so a lot of these guys should be honored that you call them out because that means that they're, they're a guy that you'd want to be, you know, that you want to take their place. If no one's, ca- if no one's oh, calling you out, that. no one's calling you out, it means no one thinks that you're good enough to, you, you don't get anything by actually beating them. So. Right. Yeah, no, dude, let me say, like, like, literally, man, I'll never, like, for me, if somebody calls out a guy that's, like, small or somebody that's, if I'm ranked number 12 in the world and then I'm calling out the guy ranked number 50, if there's a problem with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm in this sport to be the best, man. Like, like, like I said, like, there's a ton of guys that I would, that I would love to fight, man. But it's like, you know, in the same aspect, I got respect for the sport. Like, I'm new into the game. There's a ton that I can learn. And, you know, I just want to, you know, whoever, Dana, and everybody puts it in front of me, I'm just going to bring out there and put on a show, man. That's my number one goal besides wearing, you know, the belt. And that, that's pretty much it, man. I'll fight anybody except for Chris and my mother. That's the only two people I'm... <laughs> and, I'm, but I'm and I'm a long ways away from fighting Chris. Like, there's a lot of people in front of that, that line in front of me. And like I said, everybody... That's like the number one question everybody asks me. Before I fight Chris, man, I'll go 205 or 170. Um, and that's if he doesn't clean out the division and go up to 205 first. Huh? So, whatever gotcha. happens first. Gotcha. Cool. Now, where can people find you? Um, check me out on Twitter, man. My Twitter is finally growing about time. I need to get like half the followers you have and I'll be good to go. No but problem. at truckmma.com, what is it, dot com? At truckmma on Twitter. If you check me out on what, Facebook, if you just put truck board, I should pop up in there. And what I do on Instagram? Instagram, I am, what is it, truck9258. That's my football number, so, you know, it's close to my heart. That's before I did the whole MMA thing. Gotcha. Yeah. Truck9258. Well, thanks, man. It's a pleasure having you on the show. Good luck with everything. You're a great guy. I'm a, f- a fan for life, and uh, hope to have you back on soon. You're the man, brother. Thanks for having me. Anytime. Take care. Bro. Take care. Later, guys. Later. All his, right. Uh, his personality reminds me of Daniel Cormier a little bit. Wait, how? How so? Just the way he talks. He's very respectful and, and very concise. Humble guy. Hum- yeah, very humble. Bad- that's a, that's but he's a- still a badass. And, uh, it, it, and those are the scariest ones to me. Really, right? Yeah, those are the scariest dudes. <laughs>
Yeah, those are the, the the quiet. You know, everyone says like the quiet fighters are the ones you don't want to fight. The, the 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 quiet chicks are the ones that get the best BJ's. <laughs> I mean, once in a while you'll get like an aberration from that where some loud ass chick gives great head. Right. You know, but uh, I I think that's a, there's a I suck the skin off that thing. And she really will. You're like, okay, that. <laughs> or, or or you'll get a guy like a Conor McGregor or let's say a Chael or someone that could actually. You know, talk to talk, talk smack and back and, it up, and not always. Like Chael obviously didn't always back it up, but he's backed it up to the point where he's fighting the number one guy, right. greatest of all time, and beating him four and a half rounds and one minute away from you know getting <laughs> Glory. the victory. So you look at that; that's that's backing it up in my book. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's still better than what ninety nine point nine times a billion people <laughs> can do, um, or percent of people can do. Speaking of which, Chael. So Metamorphosis four. Or Metamorris, Metamorris, there's no S, right? Metamorris 4 is this Saturday, and the Nevada State Athletic Commission is trying to ban Chael from competing in it. They're saying that they're going to fine him $250,000 if he fights in it, or if he grapples in it. It's not really a fight, it's a grapple. Now, Metamorris is like, look, the guy he's fighting, or he's grappling, is this guy Gavao, who, uh, Abu Dhabi champion, ranked number one in the world, or ranked up there in the world, I'm sorry, if to... My jujitsu fans that are listening to this, if I if I get something this wrong, I'm I'm, not, I'm just still learning in the sport. I'm learning about the sport, but he's supposedly like this amazing guy. Mm-hmm. You know, this guy. I know he beat Chris Weidman in Abu Dhabi, and he's he's this guy that Chael really doesn't have much of a chance to beat. Let's uh, let's be honest. Uh, according to Vinny Magalies, Chael could could go for the draw, could possibly, but most people are looking at Chael as like the name value. In fact, they went to. The guy who runs it, uh, uh, one of the one of the gray seasons, he he said, "Look, doesn't matter what this guy takes; it's not going to help him against this guy." Right. Uh, and plus, they they want his name. They're, they're paying Chael decent money to do this. Yeah, performance enhancing drugs don't uh, help with technique. It's well, it's not going to help you in, in uh, to to. Uh, plus, I don't even know if. They're, I, I'm not sure if they're testing anyone else in this. Like, <laughs> like, like, like this guy might be on stuff too. And and they're not even saying that you're not even allowed to take it. They're just saying go ahead, take it. Uh, so I don't. It's like if, if one thing if they're gonna if the Nevada State Athletic Commission goes to California where it's where it's being taken and then says, hey, everyone's tested. This guy can't do it. It's one thing, but to say that this guy who failed in the UFC can't be in this is kind of it's kind of weird. It's like if uh, you know Barry Bonds went to went to play basketball. The NBA says you can't play. I don't know. I mean, I used to get drug tested in basketball, but I don't even know if it's a sanctioned event or what, even know what this thing is. It right. seems like look, let if no one has a problem with it, let the guy compete. It seems like they're trying to make and plus they're letting Vitor Belfort fight. In, in in Nevada. Well, in that case, in 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 Nevada, they're letting this guy fight. It, it makes no sense. It's like so anyway. Yeah, but Vitor is now 145 pounds. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. So <laughs> we're gonna talk to Jens Pulver right now, and then we'll get back and talk about this some more. All right. So our next guest is the first ever UFC lightweight champion. He's the youngest lightweight champion in history. He fought in Pride. Shudo, the WEC, the IFL, Jens Pulver, how are you, man? Little Evo! Oh, I'm good, I'm good, how y'all doing? <laughs> Great, man, it's an honor to have you on the show. I mean, uh, I, I spent last night watching all, you, all a lot of your fights, and uh, just to like refresh, and I, I, I can't believe how much of a badass you are, man. 
I mean, Jesus Christ. I can't believe you found all those VHS videos, man. <laughs> <laughs> I found VHS to Blu-ray. You know, that's the clear. No, thank you very much. I appreciate it. I appreciate you looking it up. No. Well, I mean, a lot of them are on uh, Fight Pass. A lot of them aren't, um, but a lot of them are. Uh, yeah. Uh, what are, some of your fights, I, I mean... One of your fights I was watching, uh, you know, you had wrestling shoes on for a lot of your fights. And, I know, right? And then, <laughs> and then I got my foot jacked. And one, I think Jim Thomas, he about broke my foot one time. I was like, okay, you know what? I don't like the wrestling shoe. Went to a, you know, and I'm like, all right, I'm going to go barefoot down and we'll see how I like that. But literally, I think the only difference between wrestling practice and fighting when I first started was I took my shirt off. No <laughs> lie. I mean, I had the socks. Shoes, shorts. <laughs> I literally just took my shirt off and said, oh, okay, we're fighting instead. All right, fine. And just jump in. Well, one of the fights you fought in Iowa against a guy where the rules were if you wore wrestling shoes, you weren't allowed to kick. But if you had barefoot, you were allowed to kick. And then you, I know, right? And you were like, fuck it, I'm wearing wrestling shoes. So you basically yeah. fought a guy where he could kick and you couldn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's like here, here's your dead giveaway. Hey, by the way, I'm not kicking by these shoes. I mean, you would think the smarter guy would. Hey, you know what? I'll take the shoes off and and make keep them guessing. I was just all right. Now I got. I'm gonna keep my shoes on. I'm not kicking. I'm gonna use these two hands right here and see what we can do with these instead. Oh, well, I mean, you no, won no the fight. Secret. I mean, you ended up winning the fight, so it was, it was pretty badass, but I, I, couldn't, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I mean, what kind of a rule is that in Iowa? If you wear wrestling shoes, you I, can't kick. I don't, I don't even understand that rule. <laughs> I think it's the same thing where I was in Colorado, and ironically, it supposedly was you couldn't, have, you couldn't punch closed fist on the ground, but you can knee to the head, you can kick, and you can elbow anywhere on the ground but for some reason that technical term couldn't have a closed fist on the ground i swear to god so then i was i opened hands slotted him once then turned around and started just raining knees right into his eye sockets and just <laughs> okay i mean i guess it's all about the way you work things so yeah you couldn't have closed fists on the ground and i remember that first fast shooting invitational i think it was at 170 or something there's no time limit <clears throat> had to be it was open strikes on the ground but you can elbow, knee, I mean, you can do anything. Mm. You just had to, it had to be open strikes. And that, they, I guess, felt good with that. Uh, whatever. So I just decided to go ahead and we just throw knees everywhere. Just like me and the heck out of them, you know? No point in open hand punching. But yeah, the community, that was always a weird rule. Hey, yeah. open hand strikes, but you can knee them to the head and you can elbow, I mean, just anywhere you want to. I, well, okay. well, what are your fights? You had a. Uh... In uh, in uh, Pride, you had one of the greatest. It was like a soccer kick, but uh, <laughs> it, you know what I'm talking about. You 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 ended the fight via soccer. The, 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 the guy was good. The guy was actually. I think he took the fight on short notice. Who was the fight again? You know what I'm talking about. Obviously, Kenji Ryan. Yeah, it was Kenji Ryan. Well, I was supposed to fight uh, when I got there. I was heading to Japan. I was supposed to fight Imanari, and everybody knows the sickest leg locks on the planet. I mean, disgusting. So then they, when I get there, they say, hey. Even I, I think he was sick or something happened. He couldn't fight. So this kid, Kenji Rai, stepped in. He's a pancreas fighter. So now he's, he's basically the stand-up guy. Okay. Well, you know, I mean, we, yeah, I'm, uh, well, I didn't fly over here for nothing. So, sure. All right. So then I ended up fighting that striker. And Spencer kept saying, he's like, you're going to get a soccer kick. He goes, I'm telling you, you're going to get a soccer kick to the face. And I do. I'm telling you. I don't, I doubt it. You know, and then just one thing led to another and, 
I mean, I kind of finally dialed in and had and just kind of sharpened up and boom, caught him with that left, and just staggered him back. And so I went for a high kick. I said, "Oh, I'm taking it off right here." And I fired that high kick, and he somersaulted, basically just kind of did a tuck and roll. And somehow I stepped, stepped, and I didn't really know how it happened, but I'll be damned if he didn't just sit up. I mean, he just sits up right in front of me, and boom, it all just kind of. Everything blew up. His nose, my leg, and all just. Before I even knew it, I looked over at Spencer and was like, oh, well, yes, I win my soccer kick. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, would... But it was crazy. Yeah, we were throwing. We were throwing down. <laughs> that, that was an amazing fight, and that that was an amazing finish. It was almost choreographed. As that it was, it was unbelievable. Uh, yeah, the way he was able to just kind of boop boop, and he just rolled. I mean, he just rolled right up into and just boom. Like woof. Okay. Yeah. I almost I thought I was in a yellow card or something. Like that's really illegal. Okay. <laughs> just throw the kick. See what happens. I mean, I, and I was like, you know, I was I was you know learning about you last night, and I was. Uh, you know, I, was, I was learning about some of the stuff that you've had to go through, man. <laughs> Holy shit. So, I mean, you 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 uh, grew up, your father was an alcoholic. He did heroin. He did coke. Uh, he, he, you, he beat you up every day. And at one point, when you were seven years old, he put a shotgun in your mouth? Yeah. Uh, Wasn't that in front of your siblings? Uh, as a kid. I was five. I mean... I was full. My mom was telling me about it and had us all lined up. I mean... Just had my mom. You choose, choose who you're gonna, you know, choose who's gonna die. I don't. I just remember she said I peed in my pants and the whole nine. Obviously, Jesus. you know. I mean, I kind of remember a little bit, but not not as much as she did. So yeah, I mean, it was. Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't fun. You know, no, I mean, on eggshells sucked. It's amazing. You know? It's amazing that you're that you didn't murder a fucking school. Uh, I, I mean, the fact well, that you know. You know no, I think, I mean, I, I owe a lot to my mother. I don't know, you know, that and my little brother Abel, he was my best friend on the planet. He was like my golden child. I didn't, nothing, nobody, nothing happened. My little, I wouldn't let anything happen to him. And it was weird as we were talking about it. I remember when I was 15 and, uh, I mean, verbatim, he just, he had beaten us up and I was, we all huddled up in the bathroom downstairs crying, whatever. And, I remember I popped it up and just told him, I said, man, one day, you son of a bitch, or one day, I'm going to get so famous. I'm going to become a world champion. I, I figured it would be boxing, but I'm going to become a world champ. And in a, like I said, I say it all the time, but in a world where a car can be broken down on the side of the road and people just drive by it, you know, and they're too busy, you know, life, which is understandable. But when people actually stop to take the time, I mean, they'll take three, four minutes out of their day, just come up and say hi to me. That's an incredible, incredible gift. And I go, people are going to listen. I go, I'm going to tell everybody about you. And so when I made that documentary, that's probably about the time I should have quit because that's what drove me. I mean, it drove me to get on a train for three, two and a half days to come out to Iowa. It drove me to fight anywhere, everywhere. I mean, fight anything. Fight at 170 pounds until they made 155, which, you know, I told them, I go, I'll just keep knocking people out. You'll make 155. <laughs> and then, you know, to start the weight class and, when I made that movie, that was it. I was like, there you go, you son of a bitch. That was, that was the name of the movie I, was Driven, right? Yeah. yeah. I remember he actually called, and he said, he's like, one time he asked me, he goes, Jesus, how famous are you? I go, I'm not. You know, my sport's famous. So he was asking, I just recently spoke to him in the last, I don't know, a couple months. First time, you know. How was that? A long time. How was that conversation? It's okay. I mean, it's okay. I, it's, 
I'm, you know, I did, I did what I did. I was able to give my family, um, something to smile about, something to cheer about, you know, something to be proud of. Even my brother, who's, you know, a phone call for 55 years. He's still, you know, he's where he came from. My sister, my family, all, you know, we got something to hold our head up about. And I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, Jens, you're, you're, uh, you're such an inspiration and, and such a great fighter and just yeah. such a great guy, man. And uh, I mean, the well, fact, I, and it's the truth. I mean, uh, I mean, look, my mother left when I was three years old. I talked to her when I was 21 and I, I can kind of identify, you know, she wasn't, she was just out of my life, but I can kind of relate to a, a little bit of what you yeah. went through. And, and, and I, I like know how, how there's always that part of me that like, you know, you, you want to keep driving yourself and, and kind of, you, you, you sort of, you know, I, I remember reading your, watching your documentary and you said, you know, no matter how much I win, I'm never going to have that father to tell me I did a good job. And that's one of the things yeah. that, one, it's one of the things that was, that was driving you. And I could really identify with you and I could really, uh, yeah. and I, I can't tell you, you probably don't even know how many people you've affected, um, and how many no, people you inspire. And that's, uh, and that's something really that you should hold your head high about nothing to, I mean, and, uh, you know the fact that you're even on the show is like I was I was I was super stoked. Now now oh, you no thank you I appreciate it. <laughs> no it's, it's, I appreciate you having me on. No that's the one thing is I don't you know and it's it's tough with the end of towards the end of my career especially is out you know I talk about it a lot you know the depression but the anxiety and the hardest part is the social anxiety it's it's bad man it's like I sometimes it's thought I go oh my god I chose literally the worst sport in the world to even be, you know, to even be semi good at or even remotely popular as things started getting, you know, I, I get real scared. I get real freaked out when it's like, Oh my God, people know too much about me or oh man, it's, you know, they say negative things or, and it used to really drive me. It would drive me insane. It would drive me nuts. And I just, so, but I look at all the positives, you know, that I've done and been able to have when people take the time to tell me, man, kind of like, you know, I can relate to what you went through. And it makes it all worth it. But, you know, it's one of those things where I can tell, like, if I have your phone number, I'll say, hey, man, I'll give you a call this week. But the reality is I'll talk myself out of it every time I pick up the phone. about like, no, he's too busy. Man, they don't want, they don't want me. To, I don't want to bother him. Nah, I don't, you know. And that's one of those, I don't know where that's come from or why I've always said that, but I just always feel, you know, out of place. And, like, I don't want to bother people, so I just I don't call them and I can talk myself out of doing it, you know, and, yeah, the problem that, is the problem that's is something that I'm definitely working on now. I'm trying to get better at it. You good, know, good because the problem is the the wrong people have that problem. The people, right, that, the, right. the, the people that should not want to call you are the ones that are calling you, and then the, guy, <laughs> and then the guys like Jens Pulver aren't. And you're like, fuck, man, this is the annoying guy who wants something every time he calls you. That's the guy who's hitting me up every yeah, day. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> the ones that don't know that they shouldn't be calling are the ones that call all the time, and the ones that are like, hey, man, I wouldn't mind chatting with you. Yeah, Murph, man, I don't want to bother you. I don't want to put anybody out. You know, here, I, you know, you can call me, but and I'll be right here. And if you get, you know, but I always, for some reason, can talk myself out of it and see what you think. You know, I, I've actually been called. I think somewhere in my world, I've been always arrogant and cocky. I doubt it, but if they have, <laughs> I have to tell people, hey, man, if I'm sitting over here in the corner, it's not because I plan to do meet and greets and stuff. I'm sitting over here. It's not because. I don't want people to come talk to me. It's because I'm. I don't want to go up and just bother people. I go, but I assure you, you come up and talk to me. By the end of the conversation, like, okay, but why, Jim? Yeah, buddy. Uh, yeah, yeah. Man, he don't talk. He don't stop talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll talk to you. I I love it, and it's the whole reason why I got into it. You know, the whole reason why I did it in the first place. Just 
you get that gift to be able to meet other people. And it's just, it's an incredible, incredible gift that was given to me, you know, through this sport, through the UFC and through MMA. And, you know, I'm just really, really thankful. That's awesome, man. What, um, you, you have a book, right? Uh, Little Evil, the uh, One Ultimate Fighter's Rise to the Top. Uh, where, yeah. can, where, can people yeah. find, where can people find that book? That was kind of the life story. You know, that was just kind of basically a little bit, uh, basically explaining kind of what Driven, I ended up talking about a little more in Driven, and it's just kind of leading up to that title and winning the world title and, you know, being able to, I changed my name, you know, and that's, I mean, my dad, I, we, we have the same name. And so the whole time I remember I was trying to, at one point I wanted Shamrock. I went down and lived with Bob and that's, uh, I was like, Hey man, adopt me. I want to be a Shamrock. And he said, nah, he goes, you're going to keep your name and you're going to change it. You're going to change what it means. You're going to change the meaning of it, you know? And so I'm, I'm forever grateful for that, you know, that, I guess I'm glad he didn't adopt me. <laughs> but, you know, and that's kind of what that book was about. And then the book Never was just more kind of the, the Wednesday group and watching me adjust and learning and going into this Wednesday group and, you know, with the rest of the fighters and talking about God and just kind of relating to, you know, religion and everyday life and stuff like that. So, you know, my friend Tim, uh, he wrote it and, so there's two books out there, and then the documentary. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's not enough books about you now. Uh, now your 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 yeah. bro- your uh, brother went to jail for 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 life, right? Oh yeah, it's he's, he's gonna be he, yeah, it's gonna be a while. It's, what did he do? You know, I can't I can't honestly say I don't know all the things that you know because the first time he was locked away, I was in college, and then. Like I said, when people ask, I think my, you know, the most memorable fight for me would be the Stephen Pauling fight. And again, it's not because I won, but it's because, I mean, we beat the living, I mean, we beat each other, seriously, we beat each other senseless. And then again, I was over in Hawaii and I've always loved the, the Hawaiian crowd has always been, you better come in and you better be real or they just can, they're going to see right through you. So you have to earn their respect. And I've always loved that, you know, and plus, I had the fight with BJ when I was younger and I beat him when he was a prodigy and stuff like that. So to go into that fight, but more than that, what made it really important is the first time in my career, I think since man, by in junior high that all three brothers were together and he got to see that fight. And I think to this day, it's one of the one things he talks about, you know, it was like the one time he was out, and he got, but it didn't do anything. You know, it didn't change, and it didn't do anything. So I feel, I don't know, it sucks. But I mean, he did. He's always talks about that fight, and he, you know, my whole for one moment there, my, my, me and my two brothers got to be together. So well, I'm sure, cool. I'm, 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 I'm sure he's really proud of you. Uh, and uh, for sure, you know, it means a phone call now, and I can't, you know, I don't know what. All, again, all the things he's done, I can't. I'm not saying he doesn't belong where he's, you know, where he's at. Some people. You know, they're just some some animals just belong in the cage. They just can't. They got to have that structure. They need to have those rules. They need to have. They just can't be out. Well, you know, they just can't be out on their own. That's not that's not Abel, right? No, God, no, no, no. Sorry, no, it's not Abel. Abel's my baby brother. Okay. That's my middle brother, Dustin. Well, okay. sp- oh, speaking of an animal, uh, Jake Ellenberger just showed up. Uh, he's one of your former. He's one of your former teammates. He's the virgin animal. One of your former teammates at uh, at uh, Pat Militich's gym. Jake Ellenberger's here. 
Yeah, I love that kid, man. He, he's how's he doing? Hey, what's going on, man? I'm good. Can you hear me? Yeah, I just I just got in, man. How you doing? I'm good, brother. How you doing? Good, good, man. I was telling these guys a little bit Look uh, at him. a little earlier just about the Stop uh, him around, being nice to him. <laughs> Wait, what's that? Yeah, yeah. Like, should you be nice to him? You stop oh, him around a little bit. Yeah, well, here and there, <laughs> I'm I'm usually pretty nice to him. But no, we were talking. Uh, yeah, we were man. talking about you uh, this last weekend, and and just talked about um, when I when I first came up to Pat's gym, and 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 and, and you were just you were just laying guys out, and and, and no one liked sparring with you and Robbie. I remember that it was. <laughs> quite a, I, I remember getting dropped a couple times with, with some body shots, and and. Oh, like, I was a I was a liver hunting machine. And it was just you know, and it's yeah. I I was the little guy. I I was okay. I'm and sparring back then was just oof, man. I just want to get in there and just start mixing it up. Want to go to town, start sparring and banging. And then I remember later on, Spencer, that little son of a buck, when he started. Get, I mean, he really started getting good. And after a while, it got punished. I mean, it got painful. We'd look around at each other. And oh man, please! Is there someone else to spar? Oh my God, there's not. <laughs> and we look at each other and go, "Oh, this is about to happen." Wait, and so we'd have to just and we'd hurt each other so bad, and we'd have to walk away. So we just kept looking for new people. Please, somebody, anybody. Oh my God, we got to go again. It's <laughs> funny because like every <laughs> we'd at each other, but the ones that would come in, and I think you know, it's I don't know. I remember Matt Hughes saying it a long time ago, but you never wanted people that came into the gym. You never want them to walk away going, "Please, those guys were easy." Oh man, they were. They were <laughs> I know. So I, you said the thing, you want to beat them so bad that they won't, be up, they won't even lie. They, got, they get beat up so bad that they won't even lie. And the ones that could hang, like yourself and other guys, you know, that, that you knew were going to be a fighter, they're like, oh my God, that was fun. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm coming back. And, and you know, I but it's the ones that wanted to come in there and, oh yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm to do something, but they didn't train. They weren't ready. And they weren't 100%. I'm in here to train. They kind of got eaten up, and he just, you know. Definitely. I mean, those, <laughs> those, those, those was, Wednesday night sparring I was a little, nights, I was a for the little guys. All right, so sure. Wednesday night sparring. All right, let me paint the picture. So Jake walks into this gym. Oh, man. It's Jen's pulver. Oh, dude, when, I, when I first went into the gym, it was like, you know, it was it was Jen, Spencer, Robbie, like it's the really Matt Hughes, full of killers. Yeah, he, Matt Hughes. Yep, and, and uh, Jesus, Tim and, Sylvia. And, yeah, Tim Sylvia. Oh yeah, <laughs> and, and it was like Wednesday night sparring night, and it was kind of like she, everyone would be like, "That's mm. a crazy roster." Oh, it was. Oh, we took the. You had to take the whole day I got off. My ass whooped. We took so the entire day off for the night. <laughs> and here's what was crazy: when it was in the racquetball court, and that, I mean, you had Tony Fricklin. Oh, kid could hit like a ton of bricks. God, there was time. Lee Murray was in there back in the day. You had people coming in. Robbie Lawler, the Bob, was you, nobody wanted to mess with me. You had Drew McFedries who could hit. Like, I mean, him and Robbie Jeez. could, it was nasty. There was some, I mean, there was, but there's guys that people didn't know that, you know, Ben Earwood, Nate Schroeder, guys that have been part of this team for a long time, and they're throwing nasty leg kicks and doing that. And, but we would spend, so basically there's no training in the morning. There's, we're not doing anything. Everybody's just getting ready to kind of jog until nighttime. So you're just you're, you're pumped up and you're like, oh my god, it, it, it's going, it's happening right now, you know. And so, 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 Jake. so we ended up going in there and it'd be 15, 20 rounds of this stuff. Just, oh, yeah. Oh, and then Teddy Mueller, who was a pro boxer, he'd be in there. I remember one time he hit me so hard with the right hand. I kid you not, it hit me right in the forehead and it, it made me shimmy and I. I thought I broke my tailbone. He hit me so hard in the forehead that somehow it made my my butt cheek tighten or something, but I thought I broke my tailbone. And I, was, I go, oh, my God, I never felt nothing like that. And it was coming. One time Matt hit me, and I go like this, and I just lean over, and I start reaching on the mat. And he goes, what are you doing? I go, I'm looking for my mouthpiece. 
He goes, it's still in your mouth. I go, oh, okay. And got back up and started punching again. <laughs> so, Jake. But he hit me so hard. I went, bing. And I just looked down and I started, I just started going like this. I looked around from my mouthpiece going, where is that thing? <laughs> oh, yeah. And then Jeremy Horn, oof. One time I wasn't looking, I caught a right leg by him, boop, right on my butt. I'm like, oh, man. That just happened. So, <laughs> <laughs> but Jake, yeah, crazy, I mean, Jake, fun. I mean, you're you're kind of new to the sport. You just came back from the, mm. the military. You walk into this gym and see all these fucking killers. Are you like, man, maybe this is the wrong sport? Oh yeah, the, the, there was a lot of weeks <laughs> where I, we we would come up. You know, I I went up there a few times with my buddy Josh Near, and 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 it was oh, like he would tell you, he would always tell me he'd give me like the the heads up, yo, like Wednesday night, this is this is for real, like. You're gonna be, you know, you're gonna be sparring and. Were you scared the first time? Yeah, you went this in there? is like the first like real fight gym that I'd been in. And right. It's like, I mean, there was a few times where I'm like, I'd leave there and be like, I'm, I'm never coming back. <laughs> never. This, I just got my ass <laughs> fucked. Who, who did you fight the first time you walked in there? Um, Tim Sylvia. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, I mean, I, I I sparred with with most of the guys. I remember one time. The first night. Um, the no, first Wednesday. The first night. No, no. I uh, I remember one time Pat was Pat had me go with Drew and. Uh, and he just tried to knock me out the whole like we're 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 literally fighting and like he started like he started just going off going crazy. But you like, said out of all these out of all these killers, it was uh, Jens Pover was the one everyone didn't want to go oh, with. Oh yeah, nobody wanted to spar with Jens. Him. And I used to get nasty. It was I used it was to get like, nasty. It was it was twenty punch combos. You could hear it. It would just kind of start up, and all of a sudden it go boop 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 boop, and I just start just try going to town. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> it was. Man, too much. Me and Robbie used to just sit there and watch Michael Moore videos. We watch Mike Tyson. We watch all these people slip side. And I was again being a wrestler my whole life. How can, it's it's hard for that wrestler because they start getting they they're able to come out of this wrestling and they just start hitting people. Boom! It's like, oh my God, this is so much fun. And next you know, you're going, okay, I want to. You know, they always say improve your weakness. So you spend all this time wanting to work on your stand up, and then all of a sudden you forget. Oh wait, but what about my strength? Shit, I just forgot part of my language. I just forgot about my wrestling and but you're addicted to the striking and I always tell people it's one thing to go out there and have fifteen hard minutes wrestling somebody, but then all of a sudden you just walk in and go, boom and down it I mean, what? That's it. That's all that's all I had to do? Okay, that's it. I wanna do this. I want to box. You know what I mean? But yeah. <laughs> well it you- used to be oh well, Man. I mean, you you did have you had you had four pro boxing fights, four and zero, and you were four and zero with three knockouts. You, you fought on on ESPN. Did you ever think? Yeah. Did you ever think? Or on uh, USA Network? Did you ever think? Hey, you know what? Maybe I should be doing boxing. Well, in the very beginning, like I said I always wanted to be a boxer growing up. So I didn't know much about it. But then I started watching the UFC, and I started watching MMA, and I you know Randy Couture, Challenge Song, all these great wrestlers, Kenny Monday, and so I'm going, ooh. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, I, I kind of I like this. I'm over at Boise State University. I like I, I like this. This is boxing with chain wheels. I can go out there and I can work on my hands, but if things go foul, I can just shoot my takedowns and wrestle. Oh, I'm doing this. So I like this. I go, what do I like? So I just started, and then I just started fighting. 225, whoever they were, I just fighting to make videotape. I just want to videotape, so I just send it, send it off, and just keep going. And that's literally how I got in the first UFC. I ended up. Going to a box shooting invitational, and the second fight I was I was in is David Harris. I fought him. I think it went thirty. I think it was thirty eight minutes straight. And uh, I'm thinking he's down by my feet. And I mean, I have done everything to this man besides outright. I mean, I have hit him with everything. I beat him so bad, his parents are crying. And he goes down, <laughs> and he's got a hold of my foot. And I'm thinking there is no way he. I go, 
thing, never taking me down. All of a sudden, snap, boom. I was like, what? Oh, my leg, just my heels, everything just went off. I was like, what? what, what? Heel hook. Didn't even know what it was. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> after 38 minutes, I felt like that old Tank Abbott where here's Tank all fresh. He just got choked, and here's a guy just uh, that just beat him, bleeding, needing, needs to be carried away. Yeah. And that's kind of how I felt going, you got to be kidding me. Look at him. Look at me. And I just thought, what the heck? What was that? You know, if I had to have somebody tell me, what, what, what did he just get me in? Oh, that'd be a heel hook. Oh, that sucks. All right, we've got to work on that. You know? <laughs> now, now, you so, also fought a couple. I loved hitting. You, you, mm-hmm. you also fought in a couple unsanctioned underground events? <laughs> oh. <laughs> what was yeah. Maniac? I, mean, there's, <laughs> I used to, I, we just put mats down and just fight cause, and videotape it so I could have like a resume or something. <laughs> <laughs> resume. You know. Your resume yeah. consists of of unsanctioned events. I would send it off. Yes, I would send it off. There you go. You know, and it, here's me. Can I fight? And so like I said, I got to go and then uh, John Petty was the uh, it was the Bosch Street Invitational, and that's why he was the matchmaker for the UFC SEG. I think it was for the owners. Yeah. And so the second time I came back, I actually had to fight Joe Stevenson in the finals in the second one. So, yeah, he's a well, Joe Stevenson was a, was, a, was a killer. Now Dennis Hallman uh, was a guy that you beat. That there was a lot of friction at that time because he said that you guys yeah. didn't like each other when you guys were both state champions back in back in high school. Uh, you claim you, you didn't even know who the hell the guy was really. Uh, uh, was he the guy that you hated the most? Your opponent that you hated the most? Well, he taught me. He was taught me, and it was you know. He'd, for, because I was going into this sport, he's like, no, only I can do this. Like, only I get to be the guy in Washington gets to do this. I'm middle finger in the air. Says, what, man? Shut up, you know? So I just kept fighting, and then next thing you know, they're, hey, you two are fighting. And then, of course, he only beats Matt Hughes twice. Now I'm freaked out. I'm like, oh, God, really? And then, of course, you've got Matt Hume as his coach, which I don't like. Nobody needs, you do not want Matt Hume ever breaking you down, ever. That's the wizard of wizardry when it comes to MMA. No, you don't want that Matt Hume busting you apart. I'm oh, man. But above all that, to this day, to this day, I mean, we were in the same league in high school. And we're like a town across, neighbor towns. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can't, I would never live this town. I lost to somebody I, you know, I, I didn't wrestle. I never wrestled <laughs> him, but we had to wrestle at school in, since I was in junior high, you know, and there's no way I can lose to somebody in my home. No, that can't happen. So there was... Yeah, it was all kinds of pressure. I would not have the camper. And he was always talking crap because he was fighting before me. And I was, you know, whatever. Here's, you know, F you. So, and I came out to Iowa and so we finally we ended up getting a fight, you know. Well, I mean, well, you beat him. And then your fight with BJ Penn, I, I watched the first one. I watched both of them. But the first one was uh, was an, uh, an amazing fight. Uh, I did not tap. Okay, yeah, all right. I was going to ask you about that. That's that, 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 that second round. Tap, now, was it that? Wasn't a tap. It wasn't a tap. What, what, what was no. that then? I knew, because it would see, here's the thing. And I know BJ and I know John could hear. We can hear Jeremy Horn counting the time down. I know exactly how much time I have. And he's trying to, that's why BJ's trying to get off the fence, do it every time he crank. And I'm just trying to keep it, because I can hear him counting down. I think he yelled something. When BJ sat out, he had said something like 12 seconds or something. So I tried to keep the lock as long as I could. Then he gets to the extent, and I can hear him counting down five, and then the four, three, two. And that's why right when he said one, obviously I probably should have waited for a buzzer. Yeah. But I wasn't sure, you know, just in case, like, my watch isn't on with the whatever the event was. But I didn't count. And then I heard the, the bell, and that's when I punched. I go, get him off my leg, off my arm. Because, see, that's the thing. John can hear. I was yelling, too. 
McCarthy did end up off my off my arm because I knew that's how he knew it wasn't a tap because I punched him because he was you know and I can understand B has got it it's deep he's like oh my god can I have two more seconds it's straight ah, you know and it was one of those <laughs> get him off so that's why he knew he knew. And John knew I wouldn't tap him because I said it. And look, so I mean, I it was. I mean, I could close. see. I could see both sides to it. it look, I mean, and look, you won the fight. And even oh, if, if you're in the corner, I could see it. I mean, if you're over in the side, and you're not in that little mix. You know, in the middle of the mix right there, I would absolutely. Oh, he taps. I mean, I probably shouldn't have been, you know, doing a leg, but I punched him. I said, "Get him off my arm, John." And that was right. That's what I said to him. So he knew I wasn't. You know what I mean? Yeah. I wasn't tapping, and I knew I could. I knew how much time there was, which was fact. But I still remember getting up going, seriously? Oh, this is horrible, man. Oh, this is horrible. And I'm just going to go, I go, he just got a hold of that so fast. No. I remember I was just overwhelmed. I'm walking back to the corner going, all he's going to do is take me down and do this again. This is, why am I even, what am I doing? No, 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 after you beat BJ Penn, how much Iowa booty do you get? I mean, do you get, do you get all the farm girls? Are they throwing themselves oh, at you? You know, the punk, I don't, I was in a relationship. Oh, <laughs> come on. Really? You know, that's, I'll say there. I was in a relationship. Oh, man. That's, that's <laughs> no, no Iowa State Fair. Come on. Iowa State. You, you got some Iowa oh, State Fair. Iowa puss. State Fair. I, did, I mean, did I go get a uh, deep fried uh, Snickers or something? <laughs> Definitely got to go get my. Uh, yes. What's my, my turkey leg? Ooh. Oof. That's oh, my man. one. So, I, so you didn't get any Iowa State. I actually did just go get a turkey leg, even. I love that, huh? Oh, uh, so no, you got no Iowa State Fair puss. I'm not saying a word. I'm, I'm, I'm going fast on that one. DJ's face. As soon as you said that DJ just hung his head, like, really? All right. <laughs> and, all right, my other question was, after you bang chicks, and you go, you've been pulverized. <laughs> no. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have to be. <laughs> have you ever yeah, said that? Much. Have you ever pretty said much. that? You know, I've. You just didn't pull me. Oh my god! Can you imagine that? That would be awesome. I'm pleading the fifth. You're pleading the fifth. I'm t- all right, fine. All right. You fine. know it. Now, okay. Now you leave oh, the young. U- you've been pulverized. <laughs> Oof. Huh? Now you leave the UFC as the champion because you had contractual problems. What kind of problems do you have? None. <laughs> None. <laughs> you, had, you had you had no. Contract. No, I mean it was you know it was my fault. It was just I mean it, well it wasn't even that. It's just you know my manager said you know it's it's just not what we want and we're gonna go elsewhere. It's okay, you know. And I just you know th- there was I always say you know when it came to this guy mine you know I lived in his house. He let me stay with him. If it wasn't for him, I'd have never even been to Iowa. I'd have never even come out here, you know. And I remember Danny. He's like, dude, you're gonna regret it. And I go, I know, I'm gonna regret it. But you know, this is what this is what we want to do. This is what he wants to do, and I'm with it. I gotta I gotta stick with him. You know, loyalties. I would have been extremely loyal to you know my loyalties would have been to the UFC except for one. There's mine, and that was my. You know, I mean, I shook his hand, said, "Hey, you know, he let me stay at his house." And if it wasn't for him, I'd never even got started. And I loved the man, and it just wasn't the right thing. You know, I wanted to be. I, I felt I could should have at least been the highest paid lightweight, and it wasn't going to happen. So. Okay, I want you know by five dollars even because you know I'm yeah. such a life. And well, well, it made sense. So I mean, you were the champion. I'll forever hang my head because they'll act like you know the thing is I gave up. I bailed on the. I never bailed on the UFC, man. I just, I just felt, I just felt more than anything. They just didn't want me to be the champ. I think they wanted someone like BJ who was more charismatic, probably had a bigger fan base, and I'm, 
you know, I'm nothing special, nothing flashy. I just, you know, worked hard and tried to, you know, and just tried to outgrind everybody. And so I, I just like here. I mean, oh. you got to have there. Well, don't. Well, first of all, don't. Please don't forever me. hang your head over anything because you're you're. Oh, uh, I regret. That's my biggest regret is leaving that. Obviously, just bit the bullet and said whatever. You know, I don't care. Let people get paid more. You know, they can have more than me. I don't care. Just, but it just kind of. I don't know. I've always, I've always had that. It's always been that distance. Even when I came back, just uh, just wasn't the same. You know, I felt like I just, like they felt like I bailed on them or something. And that's that's you know you gotta have. I was swore in this goddamn sport, man. When I started, the only thing I didn't want to have was regrets, and I've got two. And even though I felt it was right, and you know I probably wouldn't have been able to do anything differently, as far as the way the outcome was. I, you know, but having them, having Dan and them think, you know, because I love Dan, man. I always, people always ask, what my thoughts about Dan is, you always know where you stand with them. And to me, that's an incredible, you know, it's just an incredible characteristic in this day and age, and especially in this sport. And it's always know where he's, you know, definitely, whether you want to know or not, you got to know how it feels. And so that's been the one, man. That's without a doubt, the, it just guts me. It got, and I never could get over it, even when I came back. It didn't, it was already, nah, I didn't, it was done. I had already too heavy on myself. Like I said, the way I beat myself up, the way I can put myself down, it was, uh, it was done for me. What's, <laughs> what's the other regret? That, if that's one, what's the other one? I think the biggest thing is I just, at the end, I just refused to give it 110%. I just refused to let go of whatever the anxieties and whatever the ailments mentally that were that would bother me, I just I just wouldn't let them go. I wouldn't believe in myself anymore, and I just would not I would not train the way that I used to. That quote unquote the animal man, little evil died probably five years ago. He just and then I was just going through the motions trying to figure out why what what happened. And that's the hardest part about people say you know going through this losing streak, especially. What makes it tough, and I don't know, some people can get it, some won't, but some can will be, I'm not trying to remember, it's not like I'm trying to learn how to fight, it's not like I'm trying to learn what it feels like to win, I'm trying to remember the side of me that was the best in the world, that was the, the number one guy at 155 pounds, I was the best guy on the planet, for even if it was for five minutes, that's more than 90% of the world will ever get to say and so it's not, I'm not sitting there trying to, you know, learn how to redo. I'm just trying to remember why can't I be that? Why can't I fix what's going on in my head? Why can't I get that back? And that's been the, the battle I've had for years, yeah. and especially in the last five years. And I just walked through and, I mean, half-assed training, going around searching for coaches, searching for something to put a smile on my face. And, um, you know what I mean? And it's just... I don't know. So that would be the second one. I just lost the faith in myself a long time ago. Yeah, I mean, you know, listen, man. Uh, sometimes, <laughs> no, I mean, look, sometimes... It's not a negative, man. It's not, it's not a sad thing. It just is. No, so. but sometimes the body, yeah. just sometimes the mind and the body aren't aren't on, like, the same page, you know? And uh, yeah. But you could also be protecting yourself from yourself, also. I mean... Yeah, you're not as young as you were when you had that eye of the tiger, and if you still had that eye of the tiger, getting older, it can get your body in trouble. Yeah, I mean, well, see, and that's the thing is physically, you look at me, 
I've got maybe three gray hairs. I don't, I mean, I have no injuries. I've never been hurt. It doesn't, nothing, my knees, my elbows, my jo- everything feels fine. I'm getting caught in dumb things because it's the everyday. I sit there and again, I start hanging on, well, man, I blew it when I didn't win these fights and this would have, you know, I would have done this. Look at me now in, in the, in the financial levels that how come I can't reach the top? What's going on? And you just start, you're just like, man, what, what am I doing wrong? And it's just, you know what I mean? And that's, Again, it was so mental that even physically, when I should have been physically probably at my best or I could have been, it just wasn't there because, like I said, there's nothing any one person can say negatively uh-uh, about my fight or about the way I fight. And I swear to you on, on Lord that I haven't said to myself a thousand times. Yeah, I mean, and that's why it started beating me. Anxiety and depression, when I used athletics to beat it throughout my life, and to keep me on the straight and narrow and keep me focused and keep me achieving my goals, it started becoming the same thing that was beating me and making me feel like I'm wasting. I don't know. I can't find that person. You know what I mean? Mentally, physically, right. it's still there. You know, but I mentally, mean, I mean, I, it's gone. I mean, Jens, if you look at the bigger picture, you're a guy who came from a fucking hat. You had a shotgun in your mouth when you were five years old. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're a guy, you, you were beaten every day by your father. You, 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 you came up from, from nothing to the point where you, 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 you with the point where you beat BJ Penn and, and you're the first youngest ever UFC champion. I mean, you're, you're the youngest, first ever and youngest guy. You're a guy who beat Cub Swanson in 33 seconds. I mean, you look at some of the stuff that you, that you, that you've done. Nobody in the world will ever be able to accomplish. And they can't take that away from and you. And they can't take it away from you. Granted, okay. Not I mean, you've 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 had some stuff. You had some stuff with the negative wrong, but but you know what? You're never gonna have the good without the bad. It's it's, it's there's not yeah. a, there's not there's not a, an athlete or a performer out there that was just gonna be a, a top of the game all the time. You have to go through top yeah. ups, the tops and lows, and you know. Uh, right, Jake. Oh yeah, no. There's a lot of people in this world that'll never even come close to accomplishing what you know what you've done already, and then having that label of being world champion. I mean, you know, look how many people are in this sport that that could even hope and dream to even to to have that opportunity, you know, and and to even get the chance to to be where you've been already. You know, you can't. No one can take that away from you. And uh, well, it's cool. I mean, like I said, there'll be a point. I think when you stop putting the you know, because it's kind of the what do you do now? And it's like, okay, what do I do? What do I, where do I go from here? It's time to, you know, it's time to go to work. It's time to create a living outside of, you know, outside of fighting. And they, I started to get nervous because even I became a scavenger. And I, what I mean by scavenging is I fought wherever I could or when I had to. That's what, that's how the sport was when I was going through this. Just fought no matter what. I mean, I fought crippled. I thought I was so hurt one time before John Lewis. I mean, it was stupid. If people would have heard and seen the medical aspects of how bad I was and I couldn't even get out of bed for the two weeks before the fight and I couldn't walk and then Pat had to sit up in the hotel room and train with me up there because we didn't want anybody to see me limping. Matt Hughes helped me cut weight when nobody was around so that nobody could see me limping. And I don't even know how much ibuprofen a man should legally swallow <laughs> just so I can stand on my two feet. That sounds like my Monday. But you don't have a choice. You know what I mean? It's like there was never you're like, how could you why would you do that? It's never a choice, huh? Because I'm fighting. This is my job. I became a scavenger. I walked around and that's how I make money. I go around and I fight, I scavenge, I do this until later on the sport gets this you know, gets to the monitor that it is now. 
and there can be money made. And then it's like, now you're going to go ahead and decide to suck and start losing. So now you got to figure out something else. Well, listen, man, if, any, if anyone could figure out coaching or commentating or advising oh, sure. or get, getting sure. a job somewhere. Now, where can people find you uh, if they want to follow you on Twitter? Or... Oh, you got the Jens underscore Pulver because whoever the squatter is on that Jens Pulver, I, I ain't never getting it back unless Twitter somehow just switches it over to me and lets me have at Jens Pulver. But so I'm Jens underscore Pulver. And I do know, now here's one thing that's actually pretty sick is Pat and I are getting ready to do a uh, a radio show together. Nice. And, um, oh, man, it's going to be, yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited for I can't that. Wait to hear you that. know, you'll be able to find out more about that. And, of course, Facebook, you know, it's, I'm the, you'll know it's me. I've got the belt around the waist and the one on my shoulder. So the other three knocks on me, but that's the James Pulver. And, you know, that's, about like that. Jens underscore Pulver. It really is me saying we Nice. Well, Jens, man, it's, it's an honor to have you on the show. I'd love to have you back. Oh, I appreciate you guys' the time. Mr. Ellenberger, I'll see you later, my friend. Hey, thank you guys so yeah, much. It really man. means the world. We'll I appreciate you, it. Jens. Later, man. Take care. All right, guys. Have a good day. You too. Bye. All right. That was Jens Pulver. Uh, How can you not like that guy? It's impossible. His oh, energy man. is like through the roof. Hey, the guy's been through so much, too, man. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's just I've been through so much. I mean, and uh, it's it's a, you feel bad when he starts getting hard on himself because you're just like Jesus. Yeah. Like he's like, I don't know. He's one of those guys that you want to just shake and be like, dude, you're the best. And you know, like fucking believe in yourself. You know, and uh, but I think those seeds of doubt were being were planted in him when he was a kid, and his oh, dad yeah. was telling him he wasn't stuff. Like I, I remember from the um, from the documentary when his dad put the shotgun in his mouth. He said, "You're not even worth a bullet." Yeah, like he said that he put the shotgun in his mouth, and he said, "I will pull the trigger." Bullets are expensive, though. No, 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 but, but, no <laughs> you're yeah. not even worth the bullet. No, you're absolutely right. Even though it's shotgun uh, pellets, but yeah, no, it's it's fucking. I mean, Jens Pulver's a man, and uh, I'm not, you know, nothing but love for that guy. And uh, hopefully, hopefully, the UFC or some organization will use him because. Uh, uh, you know he's a great commentator. He's a great mm. broadcaster. And uh, if I if I had an organization, I wanted to give it credibility. I would hire Jens Pulver in a heartbeat. Absolutely. I mean, you just wish the guy. You just, you just wish him well. You know what I mean? It's it's this is a crazy sport. I mean, everyone has their ups and downs. The guy's and, taking yeah. a lot of fucking punches, man. Like sure. I was watching some of his fights, and I'm like, Jesus. And, I, and you talk about all the punches he took in practice. You're just like. There's, there's no, there's no way you could take that many punches. Oh, if you, I mean, if you could have seen as, as many people as he's probably hurt in in practice, it's like, yeah, he's gave his fair share out. But yeah, so, I mean, you know, you definitely wish the guy well. Okay, so we are back, Jens Pulver. Thank you for coming on the show, man. What, what a legend, uh, Jake. So now uh, you came in late. I know uh, you you were actually working with kids who had cancer, correct? Or? Yeah, I was in San Diego. I do um I, I work for a charity called the Jesse Reese Foundation, and then they basically have a team of athletes um, on Team Nigu stands for Never Ever Give Up. So um, a young girl actually passed away um, a, a couple a couple years ago from uh, some inoperable brain tumors, and and she had this vision of creating this foundation to help support and encourage kids fighting cancer like like herself and so her dad um you know started the jesse reese foundation and uh a good friend of mine is is the uh kind of the head ambassador for for the the foundation and we do hospital visits so that's where i was this morning for uh for a couple hours you know so nice that's a beautiful thing yeah such a good guy 
Uh, speaking of which, uh, we're at my, my, my friend, uh, who's a, the wrestling coach over at Pally, I started the Paul Revere wrestling team, and then we started a Pally team, and then the coach, Randy, Randy uh, Aguirre, who used to wrestle for South Hills, and then he coached at Covina, he has a, a, a brain tumor, a, just a stage four brain tumor. Uh, so we're having a show this Friday night at the John Lovitz, a benefit for him. Mm. So this Friday, come to John Lovitz. It's a bunch of it's me, John DeResta, Aldo Giuliano, uh, Brian Swinehart, a bunch of comedians. The whole team will be there. Randy will be there. Oh, no, I don't want to be there. You're not no, going to be no, there. No, no, so no, I don't want to anyway. a dick. Nice. All right. So <laughs> are you around Friday? No. I don't know. You're always on the road with Russell Peters or doing some kind of some weird show yeah. or you have 12 kids or something. I don't lemon, know. You, like a lemon party or something. A, a lemon sure. party. Or a exa- lemon party. Yeah, you're always with like a dancing bear. I don't know. Okay, so <laughs> now, have you seen the dancing bear? Uh-uh. Oh, God. It's just, it's just uh, it's so weird to go from cancer to the dancing bear, but it's just... <laughs> It's this porno where like this guy comes in with a bear costume and all these chicks start like taking turns like giving him oral and, and the uh, guy just dressed as a bear. He dressed as a bull. Well, he takes the bear costume off and and yeah. I, 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 I've watched so many of it that I actually I can't ejaculate without having a, my friend dress up as a bear in the corner of the room. No, no, but, 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 but it's uh, it's insane. Anyway, so Jake, how's uh, <laughs> how's uh, training going? What's going on? How's everything's what good? The hell's I, going on? Yeah, no, I know. It's just uh, I look forward to Tuesday. Though to, to hang out with you guys, but Thank you. everything's good, man. I've been really busy. I've been uh, having some some uh, good investment opportunities and, and still training a lot. Investment? And, what are you investing in? Uh, just just some. There's some big things kind of in the in the works, but uh, just there's a, there's a company that I've started working with. And, and nice. Uh, so yeah, there's a lot of a lot of upside it, to this. So is it a is it a uh, blackjack table? Or, or no, <laughs> no, it's a little, a little more a little more calculated risk here. Oh, right? nice. Yeah. There we go. Nah, nah, not not blackjack, but uh, no, it's been good, man. Everything's just been busy. You are know, you doing I, two a days, three a days? So you, what are you doing? Um, some day, you know, like uh, probably twice a day, uh, three or four days a week. But Rain and Edmund, or, or yeah, Kings? you know, so in, in Glendale still. I'm still working my strength conditioning coach, so just just staying busy. But yeah, everything's good though. You guys see that boxing match on Saturday? No, I heard about that, though. Like, Tracy Lee was pumping that up. It was so horrible. It was I, this boxing I knew, I, match. I could tell it was going to be just from the commercials. No, no, it was on, it was on, it was on HBO. And, uh, oh, you're not talking about that where you... Never mind. Like, no, it was, uh, it, was, it was the guy that fought Pacquiao. Rios and Chavez. Oh, yeah. And there was all Bring these, Rios. like... It was one of those things where Chavez was... It was They were both fouling each other. And then the, the the ref kept taking Vic Dracula kept taking away points from each guy. And the twelfth round, it's an even fight. The guy stops the fight and just disqualifies Brandon Rio. And he disqualifies Chavez for what he said was like a, a headlock, and he was smearing the guy's eye with, with his butt with his. But it was like complete bullshit. I'm like with his underarm. It would. It made you appreciate mixed martial arts is what it did. And I'm a boxing fan, but that was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Now. Jake, how's the how's the female situation? Any 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 new chicks? Because I'm looking at your phone right now, and there's uh... no nothing new. Um, just hanging out. Nothing new. Just been been training, man. Just been focused. <laughs> nice. That's good. You seem very you seem I mean, very into this podcast right now. From, um, the, from the lack of veg, you should be ready to kill somebody next time you find them. I'm ready to kill. Now, have you thought about who you want to call out? I know it's been a couple <laughs> weeks. Have you thought about who you want to call out? Shalb? You're not calling out. Not right. No. I mean, I, I've. We're, we're, I've been talking with uh, with the UFC and with Joe and stuff, but uh, not right now. No, I have no idea. Like it's it's all about kind of who's available. I mean, has he given you a, a list of names? No, no. We're, we're meeting on Friday, but um, 
you know, a lot of people have fights scheduled. There's not a lot of people in the, in the top 10 or even top 15 that are available. So it's, it all really depends on availability. Speaking but. of fights scheduled, in your weight class, uh, last week, Rory McDonald and Tarek Safferdine uh, have a fight coming up in Canada. Mm-hmm. Who do you like in that fight? I like Rory. You know, it's it, that's a it, it's. I was actually kind of surprised that they did make that match. I mean, for it, it's not really. There's not much to gain for, for Rory. He's 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 still up there in the top five, and um, you know, he's taking a fight with Tarek, which which you know, it'll it'll be a good fight. I think uh, Tarek's definitely a skilled guy. I, I don't dangerous know. fight for Rory. It is. It is a dangerous fight. There's, like I said, there's there's not a lot of upside of, for for Rory to fight Tarek, but um, I, I think he'll he'll come out with a win. I mean, Rory looked great in his last fight, uh, but Tarek has those damn leg kicks that could that could wear you out in a five round fight. Yeah. Uh, in Canada, guys got nothing to lose. Will Tarek fall apart in that pressure? I know Canadians mm-hmm. love Rory McDonald. I love anybody from Canada, really, but especially Rory McDonald. Mm-hmm. Uh, hmm, I think did Tarek called him out. Didn't he? Or said he wanted to fight him? And yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm picking Tarek. All right. I don't I don't know why. Yeah. I'm, I just I'm picking Tarek now. Uh, <laughs> Nick Diaz versus Anderson Silva. That's a super fight coming up. Everyone's talking about that. Oh, they were talking about before the brawl. They were talking about that fight. Yeah. Who, how do you like? The, who do you like in this fight? <clears throat> I'm, I, I think Anderson has it. Hmm. I do. I mean, I think after Anderson's two losses to Wyman back to back, he's going to come back even harder than he did before. Um, hopefully, he's not going to be tentative with his legs. But um, I, I, I'm going with Anderson. Okay. I'd, I'd love to see. I'd love to see Nick Diaz win. I just don't know if he has it in him. Yeah. No, I think it's a great – it's definitely a ticket seller. It's a big fight. Hell, yeah. Uh, And it's cool to see super fights put together, you know, because they always – you know, they always talking about us speculating who would win if this guy fought this guy. But it's cool to actually see Dana put together a super fight. Um, Nate going back up to middleweight, that's a a big jump. And not only that, are you fighting the best guy in the world. So It's also a super fight with guys who – who lost? Who are zero and four in the last yeah. four fights? Which is crazy if you think about it. That that's is a super crazy. fight. Yeah, but I know I agree. I mean, you know, Nick is—he's always been one of the top guys in the sport. Uh, it, it'll be an exciting fight. I mean, who wouldn't want to watch the fight? I think. Oh, absolutely. I think it'll be a fun fight to watch. I just don't think that uh, that Nick has the skills to beat Anderson Silva, and, and not—I don't think many people in the world do. You know? I'm picking Nick Diaz in this fight. Yeah, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, you to come on the show. No, okay. I'll tell you why. <laughs> I'll tell you why. I look in Anderson Silva's prime. I pick Anderson Silva 10 out of 10 times. But you got a, a guy's coming off uh, his last two fights, he looked horrible. Um, he, 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 Grant, Grant, he went up against Chris Weidman and whatever, but he was not exactly, he got dominated both. His leg gave out. Well, his the leg first was, one was a little. He still, he was getting clowners. killed in that for, okay, he was still clowning around, but he was still losing and clowning around. Uh, yeah, he was getting beat up on the ground. Nick Diaz has never <laughs> lost to a striker, uh, except for the, maybe the Condit fight, but I thought he won that fight. His 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 Achilles heel has been okay. We're gonna, let's say wrestlers, you know. Uh, Silva's a striker. That and drug testing. And drug testing. Uh, <laughs> and I think he's fresher. I think he's a fresher guy. The guys, the guys. Have you Silva's leg was like it was in twelve different directions. It, it, it was. I've never seen a leg like that before. <laughs> I'm picking Nick Diaz. He's. I mean, I I respect your opinion, Adam. Anderson's gonna come back. <laughs> he's gonna come back strong. I mean. He's uh he he's obviously doesn't want to stop fighting. He doesn't want to be done. Um, Definitely doesn't. It'll want be to, a fun fight to watch. Absolutely doesn't want to wrap up on two losses. Definitely doesn't want to wrap up. You know, on and, three and here's losses. the thing: I, people kind of take what I said about Chris Whiteman out of context, like because Anderson, if, if he wasn't like he was in his other fights. The first fight, he's kind of clowning around, he's showboating, he's doing things he shouldn't have done. It really 
you know, he, he only hurt himself, absolutely. So not, not taking away anything from Chris because he did beat him. Then, he, you know, Anderson breaks his leg um, in the second fight, and it was kind of like we haven't really seen these guys fight it, it, the both, both the way up. they both can. Yeah, I mean, but granted, he, he beat him twice. Nobody nobody else in this world has done that. So right. It, I, I respect that. Although Weidman did impress me against Machida. He impressed me. He moved forward. He, he beat him. He clearly have, beat him. When is he not impressed in? I mean, Mark Munoz. Oh, yeah, he, Jesus. He, he, <laughs> he destroyed Mark I just Munoz. wasn't completely sold against the Anderson Silva fights. That's all. I think it was a Damian Maya fight against what Weidman. He lost 30 pounds in a, in a week. And he came in there and it just looked terrible in, against Maya. And I think people were like, eh, this guy. But, you know, anybody that loses 30 pounds in a week is just. Mm -hmm. And that's what I was. Somebody on, on the underground was arguing with me saying, oh, you know, the weight cutting isn't a problem. These guys walk. Eventually, you lose 30, 40 pounds every fight. It's going to catch up to you. I, I, I really believe that. I, 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 know, I know it from wrestling myself. When I was losing 20 pounds, it caught up to me in like a month. So, so I, I couldn't imagine doing it for mm -hmm. five, 10 years. You know, and your body just your body doesn't work as efficiently as it did when you're you know when you're 19 or 20. It's like <laughs> Anderson's how old's Anderson? 30. And that's I don't think Anderson still was hard as into it. I mean, I know he doesn't want to go out a loser, but he after the fight he didn't want to give a wide minute. He's like, you know, I'm done. I just want to take super fights. He he, he just doesn't. He's dancing with Justin Bieber. It it, it, <laughs> it just seems like he's a celebrity. You know, he's he's he has enough money times 20. Oh. He's he's a, a legend. He's already cemented his legacy. How do you, how do you see Diaz beating uh, Anderson? <sighs> how do I? Stockton slap. I I don't know. I, maybe even stopping him with a, a numerous amount of punches. Uh, <laughs> I, I I I know people think I'm crazy. Uh, people, a lot of I, I'm sure that you. I'm sure people are gonna. You don't know anything about fighting. You suck. Blah, 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 blah. I mean, you say anything about, about about terrible guy. I mean, about these people, they they always come at you. Oh, there's no fucking way. But and then when it happens, they, they never say I'm sorry or you were right. And I could be wrong. Look, uh, I've been wrong before. I've been wrong plenty of times. I've been wrong not as much as I've been right, but I but I have but I've been wrong. However, I just. It's nothing as Anderson Silva. He is the greatest of all time, and he's an amazing fighter. Uh, one of the best. I mean, he's amazing. But I just think that at a certain point, bad habits catch up to you. And mm -hmm. some of the things that Anderson Silva was doing with his hands down and putting his head out and sort of dancing it was the same stuff that Roy Jones was doing. And because they're so good and like they quote unquote live in the matrix, they're able to get away with those things. But eventually your speed is the first thing to go. Your power is the last thing to go, which is why George Foreman can knock people out at 50 and whatever. And I feel like his speed has, has sort of gone. And and especially now with one leg. Uh, and, and I don't, I don't, you take what, six it's months? Not like they amputated his leg. A year <laughs> off. Yeah, but he didn't do anything on that leg for what, eight months, nine months, a yeah, year? He, he'll be fine. I mean, and when, I mean, tell me if I'm wrong, but you're wrong. When you, when you, when you break, when you break a bone and it heals, it heals. The break where it broke is even stronger than it was before. Typically, they actually yeah they heal stronger. Mm -hmm. uh, well, I I don't so I, I don't know anything about science. Any lig but, 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 ligament <laughs> damage, ligament damage is one thing. Bone damage is sure. easy to fix. All right. Well, all right. We'll see. Look, I'm I'm not I'm not going to debate with people because I don't I don't really have the time. Uh, <laughs> so if you really want to if you want to attack me on my opinion, just save it. I'm not I'm not going to respond. I don't care. Okay. <laughs> So don't hit me up on Twitter telling me I'm that fucking Anderson was gonna run through Diaz. Great, uh, that's your opinion and cool. Now listen, it's yeah, it's a super fight. It's cool. It's a ticket seller. Now everyone's gonna watch the brawl yesterday. We talked about it. We didn't get Jake Ellenberger's opinion on it. Oh, you guys already talked about it. Yeah, but I want to hear your opinion on it. No, I loved it. 
It Why? was awesome. I well, I don't blame Cormier because anytime someone gets in your face and and he whatever nudged him forward and and he's not he's like I would do it again I, and I respect that because I know how that I know that is but to throw a punch and kind of get into that that was that was that was cool that was fun. <laughs> that was, I but mean, I'm sure the Dan, Dan and the UFC are not real happy about that. But or really, or but, do you think they sold an extra? I mean, they got they got press on Fox. They were on Fox Sports. They were on <laughs> CNN. They were on NBC. They were on. I mean, stuff that you can't buy. Mm-hmm. I don't know how great it looked made the UFC look, yeah. but it happens it's all the time t- in boxing. Seller, but brawls happen in baseball. Brawls happen in football. Yeah. Brawls happen with the fans in basketball. And then they're surprised at a at a pre fight. <laughs> right. Brawls happen in soccer. I mean, brawls happen in every single sport. Granted, it's usually during the sport, and uh, <laughs> and and not and not during a press conference. But look, Mike Tyson. I mean, that, Muhammad Ali. That happened to him. It was not the first time this has happened. It happened in combat sports. Now, who do you like in this fight, John Jones or Cormier? I like Dave Schaller. Oh, come on. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, you know I, I'm a. I, I'm, I like both guys. I think I think Cormier is going to win. I really do. I think he, he uh, has no respect for John. He doesn't care what he's done or who he's beat. And I think he's. You look at wrestling. I mean, in my opinion, I think Cormier is probably the best wrestler in the sport. You know, and he'll be able to take him down. Absolutely. I, I mean, I think if there is a guy to beat John Jones, Daniel Cormier is the guy. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he wins by decision, five round fight. He knocks him out. He stops him. He submits him. How does um, he win? He could stop him, but if it goes five rounds, it goes five rounds. He'll he'll, he'll get his hand raised. All right, and finally, uh, I know uh, something that we're all—it's uh, on everyone's mind. Pat Cummings. Um, Pat Cummings recently called out John Jones. Uh, he called out. Uh, he called out Anthony Johnson. Um, and not just when he was really? serving. He wasn't just serving them coffee. I mean, he. he, right. he, he Anthony he, Johnson, your lattes <laughs> on the counter. <laughs> At the green, no, no. the green leaf or whatever. Yeah, no, Pat <laughs> Frapp is on fire. I'm telling you. Uh, no, no whip, right? Pat Frapp is Pat Frapp is, is, is he's killing it. He's killing it. Now I know you train with Pat Frapp. Uh, I'm trying to get him on the show. I love the guy. Oh, he's hilarious. Does he have a shot against Anthony Johnson and John Jones? Anybody has a shot. Oh, come on. Yes. Are you running for office? I, <laughs> I mean, some people are calling him Chael well, 2.0. This is actually my. This is the first time I heard. <laughs> That's this great. is the first time that I heard about this, though. Some people are calling um, him Chael 2.0. Uh, does he have the skills to beat him? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know what we could we could actually talk more realistically if this fight gets if any of these get scheduled, but. So you know, honestly, because I Cummings, uh, he he's he's not going. Uh, I, look, I, I love Pat Cummings, and I, I love the fact that he just doesn't give a shit. Maybe it was that maybe it was that year in jail. Maybe he joined the the the, the wrong gang or something. But he, he doesn't care. Like he he seriously said he's not impressed. John Jones call it Anthony Johnson. Uh, you gotta love his fearlessness. And the thing is, he would step in the fight if tomorrow they were like Cummings. You gotta fight John Jones. He would he Sweet. would fight him. He'd do it. So so you, you know who knows? People are calling him Chael 2.0. Now, what do you think about Chael, uh, the metamorphosis thing? He it's just saying he, the Nevada State Athletic Commission is saying he sh- is going to get fined two hundred fifty thousand dollars if he goes into metamorphosis. If he competes, yeah, really, I did not know that. Yeah, you know, I mean, listen, Chael, you know, he um, he took some banned substances. He 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 definitely got he he admitted to it. He admitted to guilty. He got caught, and he's a. Uh, He's willing to to serve the consequence, but 
Um, you know, they should they should let him be able to compete in, in grappling. I mean, that's that's his choice. It has nothing to do with MMA or the Nevada State Athletic Commission. But yeah, there's not even Nevada. Plus, it's not like they they didn't test everyone else there, and they're not yeah. even testing for this thing. They don't exactly. It's not a, it's not a sanctioned event in California, and they they don't test anybody there. Yeah. So it's you know, that's it's, why I think it's, it's, no, it's this weekend. Does Chael have a shot against this guy? I don't know much about uh, <clears throat> Andre Galvao. I, I don't really know. I, I just you hear stories about him. Mm-hmm. He's a legendary guy. Have you ever rolled with this guy? No, actually, I, I, I have been to a seminar of his, though. Um, he's fantastic. He's one of the best guys in, in the jiu-jitsu world, absolutely. Um, multiple-time world champion. My, my, head, my head instructor... Uh, Rodrigo Vaghi, one of the first guys that I trained with, he's uh, he's big a big fan of this guy. He, he had a lot of good things to say about Andre Galvão, and uh, it's all about opportunity. I mean, um, Ch- Chael's listen, Chael's one of the men- mentally toughest guys. Um, he comes from the wrestling world, you know. If it, it, there's sure there, there's always threats um, as far as arm locks, triangles in, in the set. So I think if he gets caught in the setup, he'll get submitted. If he doesn't get caught in the setup, you know, sure. He, he's he's got a lot of great um, great stuff. He's got great, good good front headlocks, good back attacks. I mean, because Vinny thinks Chael's that a, I talked to Vinny. Vinny uh, thinks that Chael could actually pull out the draw. I don't know about submitting this guy, but it, it could sure. go twenty minutes. With, with, yeah, I mean, I I don't see Chael submitting him. No, I don't think he'll he'll put himself in a in a situation to to where. What happens if Chael, in like three seconds, gets this guy in a, in a, in a, a guillotine and this guy taps? I mean, what? what? The world comes through. The world ends. <laughs> really? And, and L.A. gets lit on fire. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That would be funny, but I, I, I don't see that happening. Uh, also, a metamorphosis. I think Chael's good enough to not get submitted, though. That's that's my people. I mean, he's 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 extremely underrated. He's been sure he's been he's been he's been submitted in MMA fights. I mean, obviously he got triangled by Anderson, but if you look at it, it's a completely different sport. There's different setups. There's different things. You have to make a lot of mistakes, um, in jujitsu to get caught with a submission in MMA. You know, you could be just, your timing could be off a couple seconds and you get submitted. I mean, it's just, it's a completely different game. Uh, absolutely. in grappling trail could last. Also Josh Barnett is, uh, rolling this week. He's in the, he's in it also. I thought they, were, they weren't testing. So he's going to roll. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who's he up against Josh Barnett? Dean Lister. Dean Lister. Is that, is that, is, uh, I, I know I don't know that much about Dean Lister, but I hear he's 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 the man. Uh, Evan, tell me yeah, about this. I mean, dude's got leg locks for days. But Andy's built like an absolute brick shit house these days. So. Oh, by the way, Evan's here. Uh, oh, DJ D, 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 DJ Strope left, uh, and now Evan's gone. Evan's here. So you, know. so you think yep. Dean's Dean versus Barnett? Who wins? Um, it's a good match. I don't know. Yeah, it's a really good match. Um, I mean, catch is. Based a lot around you know knee bars and leg locks and angle locks and stuff like that, so it's not like he's going to be surprised by Dean throwing you know leg attacks at him. Um, I don't know. I don't. I mean, it, it's it's a toss up. All right, and then I uh, lean Josh. I lean towards Josh if I had to take yeah, the thing too is, is people have a hard time watching. I think a lot of jujitsu competitions because it's not as exciting as MMA. Obviously, there's no strikes involved, but it's very technical. If you have an appreciation for you know for jujitsu and and. Uh, and as much technique and, and stuff that goes into it, and, and you can enjoy watching it. But yeah, sure, it's not the, the, as far as it's not at the same pace as it is like a. Is there an money MMA to be won at this thing, Metamorphs? I think they get they get a solid fee for entering. Uh, I don't know if there's actually a win bonus. Right. I, I think it's just like you get to, yeah. you get paid if you to enter. 
which I think a lot of guys are like, uh, all right, cool. I'm, I'm getting X amount of money. <laughs> my, my sure. <laughs> you know, and it's also like, now is that, by the way, is that hard sometimes when like you roll? Cause I remember I, I was talking to Kelvin Gastelum mm-hmm. over the weekend. Uh, he came to my show and he was like, he was going to the uh, Henzo Gracie's Academy. Mm-hmm. And he said, yeah, those guys are monsters. And I'm like, yeah, was it hard like when you're rolling with some of these guys knowing that if it was MMA, you'd be pounding the crap out of them. But in jiu-jitsu, you can't. So you're kind of losing let's say the jiu-jitsu match when you know if it was a real fight you would kill this guy yeah i mean it's you, you, you when you when you go into that world the grappling world you just you know you got to know what to expect i mean it's hard i have a hard time training with people that i don't know or don't trust because it's like you know you don't know if they're going to try to pop your knee or, or pop your your elbow so it's like you know when when it's it, it is though it's a completely different we're like because you're not there's, there's things that you wouldn't do in mma that you do in jiu-jitsu it's just you know there's different positions you know you play a different guard you play certain situations and so do you i mean do you have to know somebody do you have to like friend them on facebook and be like hey uh, how do you how do you <laughs> how do you get to know someone to make sure they don't pop your arm well i mean you know if you, i'm not gonna go to a gym off the street you know that, that i have no idea that i don't know anybody in there have but. you ever thought about going to a gym like on your like until you're having a bad day you're like, you know what? I'll just show up to a random gym, not say who I am. I just beat up everyone there and then leave. <laughs> Never know. I haven't done that. Now. Come on, really? Because I was thinking about taking you to a couple gyms and then having a guys beat me and then be like, oh, my friend's here. And then have you just come in and just kill them. <laughs> <laughs> what do you say? Sure, why not? Uh, what do you think about Randy Couture's new show, Jim uh, Rescue, where him and Frank Shamrock go around rescuing gyms? Pay, pay, pay attention. They rescue gyms. Yeah, they, yeah. so basically, mean? like, Frank Shamrock and Randy Couture are going around, like, say the gym's not working, you know, like, bar rescue. Oh it's now gym, gym rescue. rescue. Yeah, it's on Spike TV. But it's funny, because Extreme Couture is, like, there's, like, they've been out of, like, they have, like, one gym left. Like, his own gym needs to be rescued. And now he's on a show. Because <laughs> then they open up, like, 20 gyms, and then just, like, one left, and, like, everyone left. and Frank Shamrock? Yeah, no, yeah. So Frank Shamrock and Randy have a gym now. That'd be funny if Frank called Randy and was like, yeah, I got this address. We're going to, and it's Randy's address in Vegas. Like, <laughs> yeah. Places in Dump, I heard it's going yeah, on. Yeah, man. Well, I, I, like, I, like, put on Twitter that he should have, like, a, a relationship rescue and have all his ex-wives on. Oh and his ex-wives reach tweeted it so, so just so you know it was kind of funny funny there was a fighter recently i'm not going to say who but i go does anybody have any questions for this fighter and then someone's like someone and the fighter's ex-wife or baby mama was like ask him why he won't pay child support i'm like oh jesus i'm like yeah i'm not even going to focus on that right now i'm not answering this is not that kind of a show right. but uh this is not more jerry Ma- jerry yeah. Adam. this is not more <laughs> this this is not maury now uh now t- the the twitter people reacted to they reacted to oh, okay so Dana White tweeted uh, after the brawl yesterday between Cormier and uh, DC, I just landed in Bora Bora for my first vacation in a while, and it's starting off perfect. DC versus Johnny Jones. All right, and then uh, Matt Hughes goes, chances are you two will not read this, but what you've done is bad for the sport. I would stop talking about it. That's what Matt Hughes wrote. Is it, I mean, is it bad for the sport? How many times have like It's not going to help New York. It's not going to help us get legalized in the state of New York, but I mean, it, it's, it, it promotes. Yeah, sure. Promotes and then someone goes, but guys. I mean, it wasn't like they were throwing chairs around and like innocent people were There was a shoe thrown. It was the guy from. <laughs> there was from, a shoe thrown at George Bush. It too, was the guy. From, it was actually uh, the guy from Austin Powers. The guy. <laughs> What's his name? Joe's son. Joe, Joe's son. He was there. He he, he, he got out. He on escaped work from prison. Yeah, shoe and threw a shoe. Random task. Who throws a shoe? Yeah, random task was there. 
And then somebody else wrote, you guys are embarrassing yourselves. That was from War Machine. I, I can't believe War Machine. Really? No, I'm kidding. I'm I kidding. Was gonna say, <laughs> I was going to say if he said yeah. that. And then someone says, you guys should be on better behavior. Junie Browning. I mean, these guys, Come I mean, on. I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Here's my question. Why do so many people not like John Jones? What do you guys like? I mean, I think uh, a lot of I think I'm a big fan of him. I don't know why. Uh, John Jones, I you know what? I think a lot of it. I mean, he blocked me on Twitter, but uh, as for making a couple jokes about him, when I met him, he was super cool, a very nice guy. I think the reason people don't like John Jones, and I look, I like John Jones. I mean, honestly, like it's an MMA roasted account. A guy gets a DUI, and I make a joke like he has a running shoe because he can't drive a car. I, I mean, these are just these are just yeah. jokes, you know. He's gonna have the Nike airbag, or whatever, whatever I said, right? But I think people <laughs> that people people say that he's arrogant, uh, which is okay, fine, uh, and that I think it was like the fact that he was like preaching Christianity on people like saying he's a man of Jesus and then getting a DUI with two girls in his car uh, allegedly uh, I think that kind of stuff I think, I think it I think, comes across as a phony to a but I think I think but I think it's also it's one thing if you're a phony if you're a guy like who gets DUIs and drinks and gets late all the time and you're a guy who parties or you're you're that kind of guy but then when you start preaching the Bible to people, mm-hmm. that seems to be really, like Vitor Belfort is a perfect example of people that really don't like him because he takes steroids and this and that, and then and then he's saying he's a man of faith. I think that is what bothers people. I think, but I don't think it's just John Jones. I think in general, when people, when, when athletes do it or other athletes or celebrities, it's like, okay, if you're going to be this guy, great, but don't, don't impose your, and I think that's what rubs people the wrong way. And then going on Instagram and calling people, making fun of people's girlfriends uh, on Instagram is what he's doing. Like wow. somebody was like, "You suck," and then he went on Instagram and goes, "Is that your girlfriend? She's pretty fat," or whatever he said. Uh, you know, like that kind of stuff bothers people. That would do it. I mean, personally though, I mean, you know, uh, John Jones never did anything to me, and I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan. But I can see why I, I can see why people get annoyed with that. Yeah, and then the eye poking. Uh, that seems to bother people new, but I, you know, the eye po- other people eye poke too. I'm not sure if you eye poke or if it's just yeah. a, a reach thing. You know? Yeah, I try to cut people's eyeballs with my fingernail, but really, no. Oh. What did you guys think? Who's who's gonna win uh, between John Jones and Daniel Cormier? I didn't get your you guys. I wasn't here. Sorry. It's okay. Uh, Daniel Cormier will be the first guy to beat John Jones. The only thing, the reason that I that I that I think he might not win, and it's a strange reason. Is when he lost to Kale Sanderson in the finals of the NCAA's. That must he must have lived with that forever, and that must have really hurt him. And in some ways, he must have accepted that. And that accepting of big losing, and and my it might still be you know like he like he he said in a couple of things. I may not beat John Jones, but I'm gonna you know give everything I got to win. Whereas John Jones has never lost. That's the only thing that I'm like, ugh, you know. Yeah, but he has to know it's coming. Technically, he's lost. He had a disqualification against. Yeah. That doesn't handle, count. Yeah, he didn't. So that's my only thing beat, of like, no. ugh, you know. It's like there are certain guys out there that like, uh, like Kenny Florian, uh, always came in second in the big, the, the big fights, or yeah. they get they kind of get used to not winning you know well, no there's the, no the way are you saying fights. that daniel cormier is somewhat used to no 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 <laughs> I, I don't i think daniel cormier is gonna win i think he has everything to beat john jones i think that Let's daniel cormier back in 1998 came velasquez i know it's a weird fucking thing look i think cormier's gonna win he's came velasquez you cannot get a better training partner than came velasquez uh you, i'm looking at a guy came velasquez he's he's beaten 
Frank Mir. He's beaten Josh Barnett. He's beaten Roy Nelson. He's knocked out Bigfoot. He threw Daniel Dan Henderson around like like he was me. You know, I mean, it's so I, I can't. I I think Cormier's going to win, but you know, I'm also I mean, biased. Yeah, if, if our look, I mean, if you look at the experience factor alone, I mean. Cormier has wrestled in, in, in the Olympics. He's wrestled at the, at the world level for, for years. But he's 50 also. That's the only thing. <laughs> Cormier? Cormier's old. I mean, how old is how old is Cormier? He's 38. Is, is he really? Uh, uh, 35. 35? Yeah. That's sort of old. I, I still think he, he beats John. I hope, I hope he beats John. I think he's going to beat John. I just think that, you know, he, well, here's he was in the Olympics is, back is, in Sparta. John's got... <laughs> no, that was Hendo. Uh, John's Hendo. got a long... He's got a long reach. So that's going to be something he has to deal with, um, but I don't think he's going to have any respect for him. He's going to come in and he'll, I, I have no I have no doubt that he'll probably he'll take John Jones down. No doubt. Oh no, no doubt, no about, doubt it. about that. But it's going to come down to can 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 Jones keep the fight at his range for in you know for for five rounds. Yeah, I hope so. I it's it's it's, it's that thirteen inch inch, inch reach. So uh, yeah, that's 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 really gonna. It's gonna hurt him, but I, 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 I'm ho- I can't wait for it. I can't wait. I, I think I might do a show the night before in Vegas. I might do a show, try to get some of the UFC people to come and support, and uh, me and I'll us, me and Sam Tripoli might, might do a show. And uh, Tier, can we be on the show? I'll be on the East Coast. Uh, see, <laughs> I, might, I might, might do a show in Vegas. Uh, be on the show. Yeah. Well, you want you want to do one at a time, oh, Jake? Come in now. Come in now, Jake. Um, do a hot five minutes. <laughs> like three, bro. Hot three. <laughs> So I got a I got a hot date tonight. Really? Yeah. This chick that I dated though when I was like twenty, and she dumped me. Said because I, I at the time I was giving my money to my dad. And he was giving money back to me like we had some kind of weird arrangement. I was dancing at bar mitzvahs for money. I was a bar mitzvah <laughs> dancer. I was a party motivator. Uh, and um, and then the girl was like, "What if I want to go for dinner? What are you gonna do? Call your dad to give you money?" And then she just broke up with me. But now wow. but she looks fucking good though. I don't know. I don't know how. I like brought that up too. She said that one time we went out for pizza and we just and I didn't have money so we we like ran out of the pizzeria. But I don't even I don't remember that. Really? I don't remember that happening. Oh, like so, who hasn't dined and dashed in time? I, I know. Come on. I, that was well, that was last week when we went out again. But, 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 <laughs> that was last week. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Anyway, uh, anything else you want to talk about, Jake? And I know you were an hour and a half late. T Rex half hour late. We're, we're, we are we are getting much better. Hey, no, I'm I, I'm just. <laughs> I'm still, trying to make, I'm still trying to make it here, even with all the other stuff I'm doing. But I, 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 I enjoy being here. So, so when do you think you're gonna have a fight? I'm not sure. Um, you know, they're talking about October, late October. Wow. So. October. So let me see what, what event would that be? Um, I'm not. It, hmm. I'm not real sure. Let's see what we got. We will know Friday. Friday, really? Mm-hmm. Nice. We're gonna have a party. Wanna have a party for it? On Friday. Yes. Okay. Yes, we gotta find out who you're gonna fight. I'm, I'm fucking, I'm stoked. We're gonna go out and not get laid. By the way, uh, by the way, last week you were sick. Uh, T Rex said that you definitely didn't have gonorrhea. So just that when was you weren't here because you were here. That's that's true. I definitely did not have gonorrhea. Right. This podcast is on a fucking fire right now. What's going, on, guys? Come on. We got the end strong. It was a good show up until now. I feel it like was. I'm fucking pulling no, teeth here. It was a good show. <laughs> what do you want me to say? You're I don't know. Fucking, I want to talk about fighting, man. People hilarious. are people are Come listening on. in their car right now. Evan, he gets nervous because Evan's here. By the way, Evan is on <laughs> Tinder. You can find Evan on. T- if any girls are on Tinder and want to date a guy, a creepy guy with a huge beard. And, uh, <laughs> 
a creepy guy, a, a hipster wearing red beard. pants. So uh, if you see a hipster wearing red pants, it's Evan. All right. Swipe right. Now listen. Swipe right. So Wednesday night, I will be in San Diego at the Madhouse Comedy Club. Thursday, uh, where am I? I'm at Flappers. Friday, I'm at the, uh, I'm not that benefit. John Lovitz, my friend who has cancer. Uh, come Friday night, 8 o'clock. You could find me MMA Roasted or at Adam Comedian, adamhunter.com. T-Rex, where can people find you? I will be at uh, I will be at the Bray Improv with Pablo Francisco this weekend. Nice. Pablo. Yeah, yeah Pablo. He's Pablito Francisquito. Um, find me on Twitter, at Todd Rex. Facebook, same thing, Todd Rex. Jake. And that's about it. I am at Ellenberger MMA on Twitter and Instagram. Nice. All and right. I'll be doing the... Um, the pre and post fight in uh, August twenty second for Fox. So. That's great. I know. Yeah. Are, are you huge. nervous? Or? No, I'm stoked. Are you wear a suit? I'm stoked. Yeah, absolutely. Nice. Yeah, who who, who, who are you gonna be with? I'm not sure yet. I assume it'd be Karen. Um, Karen Bryant. Bryant. Karen Bryant. Maybe maybe Dominic. Maybe Daniel. Yeah. I'm not sure. That'd be great. So. Nice. Well, thank you guys for listening to the podcast, and uh, have a great week. Bye. Yeah.